What's up, Videolanders? I'm Brad. I'm Kyle. And I'm Seth. Welcome to Adventures in Videoland number 214. Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. You can't run. You can't escape. She's got really shitty plans for you. Is that really a Russell Crowe impression? It's not, I'm, I'm it's, trying. It's, it's not that, something. Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. It's is it better than my Samuel Jackson? Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> also, much better than your Norwegian accent, <laughs> your Danish accent. Well, thank it's you. Always sounds very Asian for some reason. Tonight we will review the Mummy. Afterwards, we will talk about our favorite movie headlines of the week, some trailer talk, and conclude with what we've been watching. Remember, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude. So that means that sometimes, you know, there are, uh, there's some locker room talk. Shit! Exactly. And, uh... Fart! Yeah. And sometimes, you know, well, actually, all the time, spoilers abound. So if you haven't seen what we're talking about, you should probably just, uh, stop listening. Yeah, make sure you download it, though, so we can, you know, play exactly. it. Exactly. Give us that point. like. Give, we us, appreciate give it. us the like and the listen. <laughs> The yeah. Mummy is directed by Alex Kurtzman. It is a reboot of the Mummy franchise and the first installment in the Dark Universe film series. The film stars Tom Cruise, Sophia Batella, is it like Nutella, but with a B? <laughs> Jake Johnson, and Russell Crowe. I'd smear her on some bread. <laughs> and I don't eat carbs. <laughs> I don't eat carbs. <laughs> All right, tell me about your theater experience, uh, Seth. You showed me a picture when you walked into the uh, house tonight. You looked a little lonely. I was by myself. <laughs> Where did you go? I went to Eastside 9. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, a noon showing yesterday. And uh, uh, about halfway through, I was like, well, I paid for this. I'm just going to start doing DDP yoga because I don't want to just keep sitting here. So, I, so you're uh, doing DDP yoga. While watching the, the Mummy, yeah. It's that's, better than what I do. Yeah, that's like watching it at home, but just a much bigger screen. It was pretty much it. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I paid for it. Nobody else is in here. I'm just going to do some yoga. I had to watch it with my father-in-law. Yeah? Yeah. He didn't like it either, and he likes everything. Yeah? It was, it was funny. I was actually telling Kyle, um, the Minions trailer was on before Mommy. <laughs> yeah, he cracking up. No, he was watching mm-hmm. it, and he was so loud. That he goes, he goes, what did he say? He said, screw this movie, or this movie looks like shit. That's what he says. This movie looks like shit. I'm like, true gem, but... <laughs> we are in public. Let's take it down a notch. Yeah, so he wasn't entertained either, and if my father-in-law at 72 is not entertained, I don't think a lot of people will be entertained. Gotcha. So I'm very curious to see what you guys think tonight. Um, about the movie, huh? The Mummy is not considered a... It might be considered a flop. It depends what you're, what the studio is looking at this as. You know, like If you don't have a billion-dollar franchise anymore... Yeah. It's considered a flop. I don't care if it costs. If, if you're starting a universe, you want to at least make your money back. No shit. If not, you know, you at least want to double your money. And because uh, how much did the mummy back. cost? Uh, it, the movie itself cost 190 million to make, uh, with like 100 million dollars worth of marketing. So it's pushing 300 million what they spent on this film. Okay. Because I know um, as of right now, it's Tom Cruise's biggest opening worldwide to date. And he's had some big fucking movies. I mean, it's Tom Cruise. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's one of our last classic a-listers you know he's had some big openings um but yeah it, so it launched um in the u.s i think it made 32.2 million domestically yeah and i believe it ranked in 141.8 you know um elsewhere um in 63 other countries so i don't think we're out of this whole dark universe thing yet mm-hmm. i think we're going to get those sequels i think they just announced um phantom of the opera right yeah. seth and hunchback and hunchback and man which is 
What? What are they thinking? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Especially, can you imagine the spin on that? Yeah. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Is it going like, Circus? An action movie? Yeah. I, I just don't get it. So I'm very curious. Of, who, who'd look good with a Hunchback? <laughs> Jim Carrey? Yeah. This is a Hunchback? Willem Dafoe. Yeah. You put any makeup on him. Yeah. So it's pretty much, it's, it's close to making its money back, especially um, if it has another good run in, in China. You know, mm-hmm. let's say in the next yeah. two weeks, you know, it'll be over what it costs. Making game It'll be making oh, its money. That's, so. that's the only place it seems to be making money. Because China just... 30, 30 million just, in the U.S. is, is uh, nothing. They're just eating this shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just sitting in the theater They're thanks like, for keeping Transformers movies alive China. no doubt man <laughs> I was telling someone this year I, I don't know anybody who has asked for a Transformers sequel a Cars 3 sequel or a, a, a Pirates of the Caribbean movie either I didn't know anybody saying I want a Pirates of the Caribbean movie or um, a you don't movie. live in China Brad <laughs> I, I guess I guess can you guys say that this at least this new Transformers looks better than the last one no Really? I don't know. I've, I've heard it's it's stepped up its game a little bit. I don't even care. But I, I, I have no intention of seeing I it. Think, we're um, not talking about Transform. Yeah, we're not talking about Transform. <laughs> I, I honestly don't care, though. That, now that you brought it up, I don't even care. There's that really weird, awkward scene, too. I don't know if you guys catch it, like in the Transformers trailer, where something just bitch slaps Optimus Prime. It's like a little... Yeah, it's a creature. Yeah. Or like it's another Transformer or whatever. Looks really weird. Yeah. Optimus Prime getting bitch slapped. Yeah. You put it right there yeah. in the trailer. I don't think they know what they're doing. <laughs> All right, so Seth, you are the biggest Mummy fan, 1999. Yeah, Mummy fan. So, what is it about the Mummy that you enjoy so much? Oh my goodness! Um, you do ever since I've known you. Yeah, you've talked about the Mummy. I just think it's this. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about like the the um, what is it humor. Heroics, no, and what is heart and heart, and mm-hmm. I think the Mummy 1999 has all three of those. I mean, you've got your clearly Indiana Jones knockoff that um, that that's having fun in his own, own role. You've got the the bookish librarian that is uh, getting uh, uh, getting downtrodden at the beginning of the movie because she needs experience and stuff like that, and then she goes out and then turns out to be you know a very strong female character, uh, and not like how Wonder Woman is strong, but definitely um, she's the brain to Rick's brawn, if if you will. And then you've got the brother who's kind of uh, he's like Jar Jar, but not nearly as annoying. If oh. that makes sense, <laughs> he's that, pretty annoying to me. Yeah, well, there you go. But I mean, he's not Jar Jar annoying, yeah. but he's still also he's smart. You know, you got that one scene where he's he's walking like emo. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's fun. Come on. Anyway, I uh, I just like. I don't know. I just have a whole lot of fun with it. I think that another thing that helps with it, and I think that would have helped this Tom Cruise movie, is that it was it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. It's in 1920s. Like, yep. that's um, that's cool. I yeah. think. No, it's not 20s. It's it, be, no, it's, 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 it's actually... Yeah, it's 19... Actually, it's I think right it's late 1920s going into 30s, It's I like only eight years from Raiders. Like, they yeah. could have existed at the same time mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So. And we'll definitely talk about the timeline, too. I'm right there with you with mm-hmm. that. Um, but I think that the, the it being a period piece makes it more of, like, action-adventure and everything. But I think that The Mummy has a nice... 1999 Mummy has a nice blend of action-adventure, horror, comedy. Like, just... Mm-hmm. It, it's... Uh, I don't know. I really enjoy it. I don't know. I don't want to just sit here and because I know that you're not believing me. No, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a big mummy fan, but I, I, I get it. You know, like um, I said in uh, some comments on Facebook that it's a, uh, it's a empty calorie movie with zero substance. 
I have those movies too, though. You know, um, any time of the week you want to come over and watch like Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, okay? Any of those movies, you know, like I'm, I'm game. You know, so I, I get um, the love for some of these movies. Um, I think the reason I don't like it though is because it does remind me of like an Indiana Jones knockoff. And I at don't the have, same time, though, I don't have I... too much time, and I'm like, you know what? If I'm gonna watch an adventure movie, and I think one of my favorite genres for sure is adventure and we don't get any good adventure movies i was gonna say i think this was the last good action adventure movie besides maybe pirates one pirates one is a good sure. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but i think this is, movie. i was gonna say but i think this is besides that i think the mummy was the yeah. last really good one i think my problem with it is it's very amateurish i think in filmmaking they didn't know what the heck they were doing that guy was a first time filmmaker summers yeah and they made gangbusters too that like, i don't know what he directed before that you sure he didn't direct di- anything i don't think he directed anything yeah. you can look at it i will, I I will say that brendan yeah. frazier is my favorite part i think that he um i like rachel weiss too though. i think he gives that movie some legs and rachel mm-hmm. weiss is okay but i think um my problem with the mummy is a lot of horrible cg effects yeah um i don't think it holds sure. up to this to again to but, it was you still know, pretty the, new technique it was 1999 90s. yeah yeah, sure, it's outdated now, but like some of the stuff still yeah. looks fairly decent. Oh mm-hmm. man, when they, they're coming off you, the walls, have you watched cool. it recently? When the yeah. we watched it last night, and there were so many shots in that movie. Like there were some good practical effects here and there, mm-hmm. but then every time they show you something practical, they they make you and, watch something that's completely okay, so, ugly. So uh, Summers, what was his first name there? Uh, Is it Steven Steve, Summers? Steven Summers yeah. had four movies before the okay. Mummy. So in 1989, he had a movie called Catch Me If You Can. Not not the Steven Spielberg movie, obviously. I don't have no fucking idea what that's about. (laughs) Um, He did the Disney uh, movie, The Adventures of Huck Finn. He did uh, the live action, the first live action version of the Jungle Book, Hmm. like Carrie Elway's and stuff. Well, it makes sense because the mummy feels like a cartoon. (laughs) And then he did, uh, the year before that, he did Deep Rising. Yeah, man. That was pretty rough, too. Yeah, B-horror movie. Yeah. So, anyway, we won't stay too much on the mummy here, but I wanted to bring that up because... 18 years ago, 19 years ago, that was the last Mummy experience, or last good Mummy experience we've had. I know there was like a Mummy Returns that didn't do too well, and the Mummy 3. Scorpion King. Scorpion (laughs) King. But I think the last Mummy movie that was halfway respected was in 1999. So what's your opinion on that? um, You know, I I sit about in the middle between you guys, where I I can sit and enjoy that movie a lot, and I see a lot of the good stuff about it. And yeah, there's some outdated CGI and stuff. I was gonna say, I completely agree that like the movie doesn't even make a lot of sense. No, like why is a why is an Egyptian mummy using the ten plagues as its its ability? Like again, I can pick the thing apart. I just have a lot of fun while I watch it. Anyway, sorry. It's better than the Prince of Egypt. (laughs) No, Um, that's funny. No, uh, it's it's (laughs) yeah, it's a good it's a good fun movie. Like you have fun watching it, whether. You know, you can't you can't always say that about a movie that. You See, know, and I don't though. I have that. fun with Brendan Fraser, but I think there's so many cartoon characters in that that uh, like uh, the brother for one, or the the um, the one that's the mummy's henchman. Like Benny? I can't stand that guy. You don't like Benny? He's so cartoon. Jana, he yeah. knows. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> well, anyway, I want to bring this up because I think we're going to get back into 99 here as we go through um, this review tonight sure. because I think there's some comparisons, comparisons we need to make, especially when you're talking about setting. Yeah. Um, you look at the, the Mummy 1932 or you look at 99 and they all deal with that 30 setting. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that again. But uh, Seth, let me ask you, is this how you start a cinematic universe? Did you like The Mummy 2017? Okay. Um, well, do you just want me to give you my like... Uh... My like how many AV stars I get? Yeah, well right let's now? let's rank it at the end. Okay, You're walking out of the theater, what are you feeling? I was like, I liked 
parts of this movie. Like, I... Uh, do you just want me to start talking, basically? Yeah, go ahead. Like, I thought the movie started decently strong with the whole, like... Um, with the with the flashbacks and then learning about how you know she became the mummy or whatever and then the knights templar stuff i thought that stuff was kind of interesting too and then when uh really up until um uh, i i thought it was good up until about halfway through the um the jekyll and hyde stuff oh man <laughs> i was just kind of like huh <laughs> and then it kind of fell off the fall off the wheels for me that was when i checked my phone for the first time and okay. i'm like all right so i'm an hour in i don't feel like this is ending anytime how long soon. till you started doing yoga though um, well, <laughs> the yoga thing was just because you know i'm trying to be healthy you know what yeah. i mean that's uh, the whole yeah so i was like i'm sitting here not doing anything i could at least be stretching and uh, exerting my body that's kind of my uh was my thought i don't know probably hour and 15 in probably another oh, okay. 15 minutes after okay. that i started stretching so you didn't enjoy it too much then I, it was okay I, yeah i was gonna say i mean i i was entertained but okay. i mean like you but sit put, where brad sits on the, uh, the 1999 putting, putting the mummy 2017 yeah. next to one of your favorite movies of all time the mummy yeah does that fall short of course it does okay even the mummy two falls short of the mummy, <laughs> <laughs> which critically that one's better apparently. Like mummy uh, returns, yeah. Actually, it takes a. It's critically. I mean, you can check it out on RT, but I think uh, mummy returns gets um, roasted. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. I guess. It, I guess it seems like most fans like the second one better. Really? Like you got the rock in there, and you got stuff. But I don't like that one nearly oh. as much as I like the first one. Well, what do you think, Kyle? Though. Just baseline. We'll hit some of the finer points here. But walking out, uh, walking out of the theater, what do you think? Uh, not a big fan, um, beginning to end. It, it felt really fucking weird to me. Um, it just, it, it, let, let, we could just start off just talking about it as, as the cinema, you want to read the scores off? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so anyway, we looked up the scores. Off. Mummy's 40, uh, Mummy is 58%, um, and then The Mummy Returns is 47%. That's okay. going off of RT. Both, both so. considered... Rotten, rotten though. Yeah. yeah, fifty-eight, and it's still considered rotten. Yeah, it's anything below sixty. 60. Yeah. Wow, it's hardly fair. And then anything above seventy-five is fresh. They got right? some really smart people working over there at the RT. <laughs> yeah, I bet so, Brad. You paying uh, them? <laughs> <laughs> and tomatoes. Yeah. Um, but if you want to look at like how a universe should be built, and and we'll go back to to Marvel because that's kind of the the gold standard about how you map yeah. out and build a, a they universe. Even, they even said that they wouldn't add any stingers to this because. That's the Marvel way. I love how people realize, though, that Marvel built the map. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, but, like, and, and with the Marvel Universe, you start off with Iron Man. Like, a, a known commodity at the time. Maybe not, you know, your biggest commodity. But if you're ranking, like, the top monsters from the un, from Universal, like, the mummy's got to be towards the bottom. Right? And when you're, like, looking at the mummy, like, that doesn't impose a threat to me. Maybe you don't start off with Dracula. Maybe that's your, your Captain America. Maybe you start off with a Frankenstein or a Jekyll and Hyde or something like that. Wolfman. Wolfman would be perfect. Uh, the only the only problem with that is they did that Benicio del Toro one yeah, like not that long Anthony ago. Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and they really they got off to a bad start. I mean, you're you're taking a franchise from almost a hundred years franchises from a hundred years ago that were strictly horror movies like. No, they weren't R-rated, but to those audiences, yeah, they were. They those were like the most fucked up kind of movies you could watch back then, and and you're dragging it here a hundred years later and turning them into these action adventure movies, mm -hmm. and it just it doesn't make any sense. To no, me. It, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I you we brought up how the Mummy 1999 feels like a knockoff to Indiana Jones. 
I think Mummy 2017 feels like a knockoff to the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. But it's like they're trying to turn these horror icons into superheroes. You know, like you get this idea of like we're going to talk later about where they're League going. League of Extraordinary Yeah, they're definitely. Kinda. This feels like a prequel to League of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen slash like Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very comic booky and I don't know. I think this is like a $125 million way not to, like a lesson, not, like this is how you don't build a franchise, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're doing with this, man. It was so confusing. Like the uh, the tone of this movie of being action and horror and adventure and comedy relief, and I had no idea, you know, what, what they were trying to do with this. I was I was bored throughout this whole movie. I, I didn't like very much of this movie at all. Well, the, the director, Alex Kurtzman, um, was talking, and he, he had this to say. He's like, the monsters are defined by the audience's ability to fear them and empathize with them at the same time. I think if we were to violate that, people would feel like we were representing, a, disre- disrespecting the core of what those films were about. With that being said, some of the stories aren't even relevant today, maybe contextually, but because they were set in such a different time period. So, do you feel that you felt any sort of fear and empathy with None. the mummy? I did not. I was not scared. I was not. I was not thrilled. I was not entertained. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, with Mummy twenty seventeen. What about you? Um, <laughs> I uh, I was. Just... I felt attracted to Sophia Patella. Oh, she's gorgeous. Even but that's even, it. even in that makeup. <laughs> it was like. Yeah, she's pretty nice looking. She let you suck your face off, or yeah. you let her. What? Suck yeah, that's what she. Yeah, I can do a lot with that in a minute. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Were you? Did you feel threatened, or did you feel? No, horrified? I thought some did of the you... jump. I was gonna say some of the jump scares freaked me out. No, but that was basically it. I don't know. I thought it was kind of creepy when uh, when he's like first walking up to her or whatever when she's in, under the dock. And then she shoots up or whatever and grabs him. Like, that That made me jump. But, you know, I'm sitting in the theater by myself. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. But, I mean, I get scared easy. So, but I, didn't, I didn't feel any kind of, I didn't feel bad for her at all. Or I didn't feel any kind of empathy for her. But the core of those movies, like, back then were, like, cerebral fears and not, like, jump scares. Yeah. Which, it, it, like, you're, you're supposed to, like be entranced by by these like like uh alex kirchman said like you need to have some sort of empathy for all these characters like dracula he's you know this very suave individual frankenstein like wants to be more human frankenstein's monster wants to be more human like wolfman can't control himself like you you don't get any of that with the mummy so you there's nothing to be scared of because there's nothing to connect with on her yeah and there's nothing at all and we'll get i have a couple quotes that i'm gonna read later that i think is the, where we can pin the problem, you know, exactly, oh, yeah. and pinpoint it. Um, but no, I really do think this is a $125 million lesson on how mm-hmm. not to build a franchise, man, because, I mean, this is the time, this is 2017, moving forward with Marvel, DC, uh, even the Kaiju universe, or Legos. this monster mo- uh, movie universe, there's so many, this is, if you're not, if you're a studio, you're in the business to create universes now, that's just what you do, that's that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. Um, look at Lego, Lego's doing the same thing now, you know, we got Ninjago coming out this year, that's Three Lego movies, and then they're mapping out the next three. If you're not into making a universe cinematically, then you're not you're not doing anything, you know. Um, but yeah, I was not entertained with this. And you look at these older movies, these Bela Lugosi movies, these uh, Lon Chaney movies. They they concentrated on one element, you know. And I'm not a big Universal guy, okay, but I respect what they did, you know, um, culturally. Mm-hmm. And at least I can say, looking back, that 
1932 mummy they concentrated on adventure you know and this 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 tight little i'll give mummy 1932 a lot of credit for that it was a tight little story you mm-hmm. know that they told here i mean we're in fucking iraq we're in london we're in you know we go to uh, dr jekyll and mr hyde's place we got the mummy and then we the whole arc where you tom cruise goes we'll talk about here you know soon yeah. but it was so convoluted, you know. And if you're if you're gonna sell me an adventure movie, sell me an adventure movie, man. We were in Iraq for what? Present day Iraq. Ten minutes. Ten fifteen minutes. It mm-hmm. seems like ten fifteen minutes. Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, one of my issues is the timeline. Not much I can do about that. I knew when this movie was, you know, um, when they put the trailer out that we weren't getting a 1930s movie. But a period that's piece. A period piece. You, know, you look at Mummy, 1932 or 99 version. It takes place in the 20s and 30s. Um, if you say a mummy movie, okay, to me, it's 1930s or go fuck your mother, okay? <laughs> You're wasting my time with anything else, you know? I, I don't want to see a mummy movie that's not set in 1930s with, like, we talk about mummy 1999. Something I do love is that Brendan Fraser look. Like, he's got the adventurer look. It's so good that Uncharted just mimicked it. Like, <laughs> yeah, Ethan no. Drake is dressed exactly like Rick O'Connell. So. I don't got time for anything else. I did not enjoy um, taking place, you know, in, in Iraq, uh, current day, present day. I, I just, I did not care. What did you guys think about bringing the mummy into present time? Because I think that's where we're going to go for the future, right? That's probably where we're going to get with yeah, Phantom I mean, of the Opera, um, it, it Notre is, Dame, This seemed Dracula. like to be your your perfect film that you could have set in the past because of the way they have it like ending, I guess. like There's no like real like time that needs to unfold you know realistically for the film so yeah i don't i i don't i don't like that they they did a modern take on it it just it or it, if you were gonna set it in present day at least set it exotically in one location mm-hmm. like have it in egypt or something like have it be in one locale yeah. like there's no reason that you should be Pulling a tomb out and well, flying and all over the fucking world. That's it's... one thing I will give credit again to Mummy 1999. I had to go watch this yesterday because I knew there was going to be some comparisons, mm-hmm. especially with Seth being such a big Mummy fan. One thing I do like is we spend time in the fucking pyramids in mm-hmm. the Mummy. And then even when we get out of Dodge and we're dealing with some problems, we go back. Go back, yeah. And yeah. I like that. I would like to have at least, if we're going to go modern day here in Iraq... Let's go back, but half of this movie, I think half of this movie is is spent in Jekyll's headquarters. Yeah, and that's not a fun location for me. What do you think about bringing this into present day? Um, I'm trying to think. I like okay. This confused me too right off the bat. Should he have as much hair as he had? Because he's in the military. Both him and his buddy. Is oh. he in the military? I think he's, I like, he's I a think soldier he's, at Fortune. So yeah, I, no, he's but he's of, but he's listening to orders well, and everything. That's yeah. the whole thing that like he said that he's some sort of recon guy. Right. And I, I think was, I think he's there. I don't think he's like official military. I think he's just like a hired person to yeah. be in there. Okay. To, I was just confused by that because I'm yeah. like, how is this yeah, they, possible? They don't define it well. Yeah. That's no. uh, I was like, no way. <laughs> but um, I thought it was a, a a different change of pace. But I still would have liked them to you know actually be around the desert. Rather yeah, than exactly. her like, hey, I'm going to pull all the, I'm going to do my cool sand wall effect, but I'm going to pull it out of all the glass that's in London. Like, that's mm. not fun. No. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would have much rather had them run around Mesopotamia or whatever. Yeah, doing something yeah. interesting, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, yeah. I, I was not a fan. I liked kind of how it ended. Like, I liked that, you know, he was, you know, they're on horseback and they're riding towards the pyramids. I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's a yeah, I, I don't the, know how I feel about the ending. We'll get yeah. there. Um 
something else I want to talk about though with uh, this this beginning here with um, uh, being set in present day Iraq, there was a Dracula movie, right? Dracula that a lot Untold? of people think, Untold. like a lot of people think, is the beginning of the Dark Universe. Okay, but it's not. I, I hear everybody say this, yeah. uh, but it's not. Yeah, I think it's. it's and I thought that was a decent movie. This was like. This is about as good as that movie, if that makes sense. Right. That I well, have you I ever think seen that's, I think that's why they wanted to relaunch it, because that didn't do very well. Yeah, if it, it had been successful, it would have been it the start. It would have been the start, yeah. yeah. And I think Alex Kurtzman came in and said, no, it's not going to be canon. Yeah. yeah. I, but, but, but looking what they did with that, mm-hmm. with without me seeing it, I like the idea how you have um, this old Dracula movie and then ending up in present day. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they could have easily done that with this movie. Yeah. And you look yeah. at, you look at a movie that you guys reviewed last week, Wonder Woman. It starts mm-hmm. in World War One, and then we know she goes to present day. So it looks like they're just kind of speeding up mm-hmm. uh, to, to, you know, bring it into modern time and make it all hip and cool. And I think they need to get back to kind of like the old school, you know, uh, movie making, man. Let's just concentrate on the uh, the the golden era here, like 1930. That's where everybody wants to be, I think. You know, yeah. and you know, it feels fresh too to go back. Like, I think uh, maybe a reason they brought it into modern time is because the mummy movies have all been set in the 30s, late 20s and 30s. But you know what? It's been 18 fucking years all, ago. All your original Universal Picture movies were set then too. Yeah, so exactly. They exactly. were actually filmed then. Yeah. So, what about locations? Was there any locations well, in this that you guys liked? What do you think about that? What you just said. I, they were honestly, filmed then. I mean, they took place then. It would it would have been better to take place in the 30s because that that can set you apart from where all these other universes are. Is you're yeah. doing a period piece yeah. universe. That's fucking a great idea. No, it's a great idea. I was but just, they, they just pull it into modern times and they just like. Hey, let's churn out as many, you know, Transformer and Fast and the yeah. Furious type movies as we can just to get pack people into the theaters. I mean, and uh, Kurtzman even said himself, he's like, um, I think going forward, these films need to be a lot darker. Uh, and we yeah. need to stop worrying so much, or we need to worry more about the quality and stop worrying so much about trying to sell the product worldwide. Okay. Because so I was just thinking that, like, you know, 1920s, like, they didn't set them, you know. 20 or like you know 200 years ago or whatever right. you know what i mean and then like um uh do, do you like maybe they're just trying to make it present day because it was present day then but mm. i don't know it's just yeah. A thought. Uh, but yeah i think I, I agree with kyle here where it seems fresh to do a cinematic universe set in the 30s man like that sounds fun mm-hmm. we get dc we got you know marvel we get all these things doing you know modern times yeah. Let's, I mean, let's, and let's have fun, look at, man. Look at the characters that you have going forward. Like, is, does the Hunchback in Notre Dame even make sense in 2017? I know. No, it doesn't. You don't need Phantom a fucking the opera doesn't ringer. either. Fan of the opera. No. I mean, yeah, you have modern operas, but it's way cooler to see, like, an old school opera where the opera is the fucking thing for everybody to go to. And you know to. what? Like, I... Dr. Dr. Jekyll is more like a, a, you know, fucking Jack the Ripper type. And, st- and, I don't and know. you know what? I'm all cool with a good version. A good version of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But again... Not set in present day. I don't want a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen set in 2018, 2020, you know, whenever we're going to get that. It just doesn't interest me, especially when, yeah, we don't get to hang out in the 30s, man. I think that's where a lot of people like Wonder Woman and Captain America because it's a little bit fresh when you get to go to a a different time, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know. What about locations, guys? Did you guys even think, like a mummy movie? You have to have a cool tomb, right? You have to have something something interesting to look at, a fun adventure. I thought the tomb in this even was uh, just meh. You know, I thought um, the idea of the mercury was kind of neat. Some, no, sorry, yeah, no. with the mercury yeah. being collected. It did. It did. It did look cool. The, the sarcophagus was like rising up out of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't. That was a good shot, and like it was a. It, it looked pretty cool, and he's like they're trying to figure out how to fucking get it out, and he just goes over and chops that fucking chain, and mm-hmm. 
it just pulls itself up. That was pretty cool. But, but I mean, this is almost a two-hour movie. Yeah. So is there anything that stood out to you besides... Because we're mostly in the tomb... Um, and then we go to the jackals. The jackals. Yeah, and it, that, that place was garbage. Yeah, that, the place was garbage. It's very just plain Jane, you mm. know. And for Doctor Jekyll, this cool place. Oh yeah. man, yeah, <laughs> this Ooh. underground place in London. Yeah, and it just it was boring to look at. There was nothing interesting uh, to look at in this movie to mm-hmm. me. So I did like if I have to go to one location. I've seen a thousand airplane crashes. I don't care if you look at Dark Knight, you know, rises to you know pick your airplane movie, right? But um, I, I thought the airplane sequence was handled fairly well in this. The zero gravity airplane scene. Yeah. I think it was the way it was, it was filmed. Legit. I think yeah, I think yeah, it was the way it was filmed. Though I mean, they they were tumbling around. Um, and watching in, in the trailer, I was like, I don't know, man. This look, kind of looks a little silly. This looks like garbage. But um, like in context, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in context, I thought it was handled very well. I thought it was a pretty good plane crash. So mm-hmm. I mean, for locations or for stunts in general, I thought that was about the only thing that I really enjoyed looking at. Even the third act, wherever they were fighting catacombs, <laughs> catacombs. I thought that was just. Okay. Blah, just okay. And I don't want to walk out of an adventure movie, a mummy movie, a horror movie saying the locations were okay. I liked all the stuff that, like, in the ancient past or whatever that you saw with her, like, when they, and, like, he was having the flashes or whatever, and then they're standing in the, de- in the desert and okay. stuff, and then yeah. the shots where she was, where she killed the baby and killed her dad, and then, like, she was kind of having sex with that one dude and then ready to stab him like I thought all that looked cool I was like show me more of that uh-huh. yeah like yeah. her scenes of her like walking through the desert with like the, her blue tipped fingers and yeah, toes and, and the stuff white, like the that, white that actually on. looked really fucking gorgeous like mm-hmm. that's the setting we should have been in no, yeah. no, 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 no shit movie no too. shit I, agree. Yeah. I 100% agree uh, but did you think that Tom Cruise he, did he fill those hero shoes left by Dude, anybody could have played this. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I could have done this. Like, and that's the sad part. That, like, <laughs> I'm not any kind of action adventure hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, you know. He was completely miscast. Um, I'm a big supporter of Tom name. Cruise. Yeah, he's. Um, and do we? I'm sorry, but we are out. I had a huge conversation with Ryan last night about this. We're. We are coming to a close on the the time of the A-listers, you know? Like, it's not about the A-lister anymore as much as the property. Like, Marvel right now can cast anybody they want as Black Panther, as Ant-Man, as, you know, whoever they want. And it's going to sell as long as they worry about that story first, you know? Um, I don't know, man. I I think Tom Cruise, going forward, Tom Cruise, Javier Bardem, Johnny Depp... I hope they lose some of this A-list power and just, you know, get the right people. Save some fucking money on Russell Crowe's and Tom Cruise and get a competent director. Like Alex Kurtzman, we talked about him and you quoted him a couple times. The guy's only directed like a small indie film. He directed one indie film and he only got brought into this. Uh, and he wrote talk, a bunch of talk, movies I don't like. We're going to talk about this because Tom Cruise pretty much had way too much of a hand in making this uh-huh. movie. Um, he he handpicked this guy because he wrote Mission Impossible 3. Mission Impossible 3. Like, so he like knew him and basically knew that putting him in the director's chair, he could direct the movie through Alex Kurtzman. And Why would Tom Cruise want to direct the movie though? He he's he's he, likes he hands on, two hands on. Like they, he he picked all the editors and he was in the editing suite with them the entire time. Um, he he did a lot of the rewrites himself, like hired writers to rewrite it. Um, so it went from it was oh. supposed to be a horror movie. That they changed into an action adventure because that's what Tom Cruise wanted, and that was part of, part of the problem. This whole thing is is Tom Cruise like really put his hands in too much, and people have been kind of coming out in this last week saying yeah. like, yeah, he's he, even he with, really had too much 
And even with uh, Christopher McQuarrie, I think he's even a co-writer on The Mummy. But mm-hmm. Christopher McQuarrie directed the last Mission Impossible movie and I think one of the Jack Reacher films, if not both of them. So, you know, um, he's, he handpicks everybody he wants. Um, with that said, you know, I'm, I'm a big Tom Cruise fan. Like, I think this guy, like, you, uh, the last couple Mission Impossible movies, critically, are fucking gangbusters. I'm okay with them. Um, I actually, my favorite one is Mission Impossible 3. And I think they kind of go down, but a lot of people think they go up. I like 4. Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of people love Protocol Gross Protocol and, and um, whatever the, the last one. Yeah, Rogue Nation. Yeah, a lot of people love those. So, um, but Tom Cruise, man, I think that, you know, like, even the, the people that said that, you know, he dipped his hands in a lot and was forcing a lot of things. They said, you know, like there was no bad experiences with him. Like they're like, man, Tom Cruise, he's on set. Um, the guy is, is brilliant to work with. And I just don't think that, you know, he's not the guy fronting all this money, you know, universal needs to step in and they're the one that wanted a face like Tom Cruise, you know? So blame some on Tom Cruise, blame some on universal, but man, they, this this should not have been a Tom Cruise movie. This should have more importantly been a mummy movie. And yeah, with all the rewriting they did, it's Tom Cruise at the forefront. And I'm not interested in what it's his name, Jack Morton, the most generic soldier of fortune I've ever mm-hmm. met. And they they force his his age in this too. Like they want you to believe he's a young dude. Like he's a yeah. twenty late twenties, early thirties. He's got that kind of character arc. There's even a funny line where Russell Crowe. Um, he, he's fighting Tom Cruise's character at, at headquarters, mm-hmm. and he throws him around, and he goes, he calls him a young man. Tom Cruise... He's like 50. He's, he's older than Russell Crowe. Yeah. And I'm just like... Tom Cruise is in his late 50s. Yeah. He's almost 60 years old. Yeah, he's 55, 56. So he's, How does he, he rip like that? He, I know. He looks great. Scientology. <laughs> he looks great, but as audience members, I know how old Tom Cruise is. He looks perfect, man. Um, but I know how old he is. I, I know he's not 30. He's not Chris Pratt. He's not Star Lord. Yeah, you know, and they're they're presenting him as he's Star Lord. He's they're they're putting him. They're making you think that Russell Crowe is older than he is when he calls him a young man. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, fucking, he's one year older than you. You know, so um, and then just some clunky dialogue too with with Tom Cruise's character, like. There was he wasn't likable. No, he wasn't. No. Actually, not at let's, all. let's talk Absolutely. about that real and that's quick. The the whole, first... that's, I think that's one thing. That... I was rooting for her to kill him. <laughs> I, I think that's one thing that like. Brendan Fraser has on him. Brendan Fraser's oh, at least sure. likable. Yeah, 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 for sure. And when he says, uh, when he's like, I thought there was another shoot. When she's like talking about how he's a good person or whatever, and you gave me yeah. the only parachute, and he's like, I thought there was another shoot. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? This is stupid. You had a redeemable <laughs> quality, and you just fucking threw it out the fucking yeah. window without this a parachute. Is so on. stupid. Yeah. Completely wrong for the franchise. But when I was watching this movie, right away he did something where I'm like, I already don't like this character. It was when his his uh, his partner um, they were looking at the insurgent camp. Oh, he cuts the water. Yeah, well, what? he because it was just a dick. Okay, if you want to look at the whole scope of that that character's demise, mm-hmm. it's because Tom Cruise's character cut his fucking water bag because yeah. he didn't want to go to the insurgent camp. He wanted to go home, and he was like, "Okay, I'm going to cut your water bag. Yeah, if you want to, you can go home, but you know you're not going to make it. So mm-hmm. you have to come with me." Which what happens? He gets cursed and dies. <laughs> he gets cursed and dies because Tom Cruise cuts his fucking water bag. Yeah. And at the beginning, I'm like, what a dick move, man. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, their their chemistry together, I didn't even care for either. Oh, but see, I thought they were pretty funny together. Did you? I don't yeah. know Jake Johnson. I, I thought Jake Johnson was fine. He's from New Girl, and mm-hmm. he was in Jurassic World. He's yeah. The... We'll get, we'll, we'll get to like Jake it. Johnson, but I think Jake Johnson... The reason why I don't care for him is because everything that he has to do is a ripoff of one of my favorite horror films. Yeah. But back to Tom Cruise real quick. Did you guys even like his, like, 
there's like that sexual dialogue in the Iraq sur- insurgent camp where she was like 15 seconds. Yeah, calling like a minute man, yeah. you know, and it's like they keep on coming back to it. That's the kind of stuff, written page. Okay, Seth, like you can write any movie you want here. Okay, yeah. you got a $300 million to make your mummy movie, 125 whatever this budget we is. We ain't right? talking about sex. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, well, here you go. Write your mommy movie, all right? Yeah. And that's uh, the kind of jokes that are, that's in your first act setting up your movie. This feels like something, and this is not to down like a um, your your mummy movie, nineteen ninety nine. But that's like the mindset of nineteen nineties action adventure movies. You know, the nineteen eighties like sex romp movie. Like, yeah, it jokes. just felt so weird to have set up here. And th- there's no other jokes like that. She, he he goes back and harkens back to that joke on the plane, like. Did you really think I was a minute man or whatever he says? But it, that's the last time, and there's no other kind of jokes like there that. There aren't really, like, that's another issue. Like, you can have some humor in these kind of movies. If you're going to go the action adventure horror ish route, at least put some humor into it. And, it, like, that was the only stuff they tried, really. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. Jake Johnson was a little funny at the beginning. I thought it was kind of funny when they were in the car. And then I noticed this with, like, I'm like, man, it feels like they're showing the same angles. And then he drives back, and he's like, she's in my head. She's in my head. You remember when uh, when they're trying to escape or whatever mm-hmm. from yeah, the... Yeah. yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just no, me. Whatever. Absolutely yeah, that, that, that mm-hmm. kind of humor, I really... I like the, the whole, are you sure I'm a minute man kind of thing? The whole sexual jokes there. That is something I could definitely see Brendan Fraser saying as he's leaving a tomb in, like, the 1999 Mummy. Sure. Not out of like this soldier of fortune uh, character that we don't even. And then his relationship with her too was really odd because like he had this. Did he like her? Like he really did. Like, or did he, he just sa- feel bad for her? He sacrificed his life for her at the end. And let's talk about that now since we're talking about Cruz. I said, and then we can wrap up all of this stuff with with these two characters. <laughs> but Tom Cruise, I said last week, I was joking mm-hmm. that Tom Cruise. They're not just going to bring Tom Cruise in as a face. Okay, I was a little bit wrong, okay, but I was on the right path. I said that they're not going to bring just Tom Cruise as a face. He's going to be Van Helsing, okay? Somehow. Yeah. Somehow he's going to be Van Helsing, and dude, for he pretty much is. He's the mummy at the end of this, but they're, he's the he's the 2017 version of Van Helsing. They're going to call him up when the, the shit hits the fan, and he's going to have that power set, you know, where he's going to probably be their monster hunter, you know, but the powers of, of set within him, you know? But what did you think of him becoming the mummy at the end of this movie? Why? Why? It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It's fucking stupid. Well, it's dumb too cuz you got rid of your mummy. And then you it, just put actually, him in the mummy. And you know what? And she I thought she at least had a good screen presence. Uh-huh. I actually liked her. I thought she looked cool. I was going to say um, that's one thing that I think that this movie has over 99. Yeah, is that I think this mummy was story badass. was better than Emotep's or whatever in the in the 1999 yeah, she, one. She she looks cool and and you know, and we can talk about, you know, switching her to a female, which if you're going to switch any of the characters' genders, like the mummy makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a that's a perfect one to do so you can get more women into your universe, but like and she had a great presence and they're just like, "Eh, let's kill her off and make Tom Cruise have superpowers and not even change as a character at yeah. all for any fucking reason. <laughs> What's funny too is it's the exact opposite effect of Wonder Woman. Or you look back at a couple years ago, Fury Road. Like it's been a pretty good couple years for some strong female characters. Mm-hmm. At least the female characters we do get. A few of them have been big ones like Furiosa or Wonder Woman. Um, and then, huh? Evie. Evie from. from- from 1999's Mummy. Oh, anyway. Yes. <laughs> Strong female character. Go back and watch it. Anyway. So I'm like, I, I watched this and they give us the female mummy, right? And I'm like, okay, maybe this is a progressive thing to do. Okay, give us the female mummy. Well, it was X-Men. 
Huh? You did it, remember? Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. yeah because, yeah, do, you guys, do you remember that? We talked about this not too long ago. So anyway, I guess they watched the end of... Um, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, and, and they... they we got to start from square one now. Because they were going to go with a male mummy. Because that little apocalypse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, shit, they're doing kind of what we're doing, Pyramid Mummy. This is our first movie. So uh, because the Days of Future passed, it made them rethink their movie a little bit. And that's why they went with a female uh, mummy. So anyway, um, you get this progressive thing to do. You cast you know, Sophia Batella as the mummy. And okay, sounds great. Instead of running with that idea, okay, and being progressive, you know what they do? Tom Cruise, okay, whoops the shit out of her at the end, and he becomes the mummy. So it's like all the goodwill that they have in building up this this female character, you know, and, and making uh, one of the Universal Monsters a female. They totally just take that away at the end and make mm-hmm. Tom Cruise the fucking he-mummy. Yeah. <laughs> Your leading man. Yeah, the leading man. And so it goes yeah. back to... We can we not trust a, a, a female to take the the role of the the main character? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think so. We're getting cold feet. We better give it the the movie to Tom Cruise, our star. You know I don't know. I I think that is dog shit. That's uh, and that's apparently another thing that Tom Cruise kind of wrote in as he changed the ending to make it more like that that he wanted um, to be the mummy. Can yeah. I read a quote and real it, quick? And it goes to yours. Sure. Um, it really connects to what you read earlier. But uh, Variety reports that Tom Cruise had his writers uh, beef up his part. In the original script, his character, split, yeah. yeah, in his in his character, his character Morton and the Mummy, played by Sofia Batella, had nearly equal screen time. The writers also added a twist that saw Cruz's character become possessed to give him more of a dramatic arc. Uh, even the Universal executives weren't thrilled about the story, uh, which feels disjointed and includes Russell Crowe as Doctor Jekyll. They went along with Cruz's vision, you know, and like I said, I, mean, I love Cruz, but. I don't know, man. This this didn't work. This idea was dog shit. Uh, Terrible. Yeah, he should have been the adventurer, the action star, but the mummy should have shined bright, and the mummy was an afterthought, it felt like. And so was Dr. Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll, I don't know if they did reshoots, I, yeah. but Dr. Jekyll was just popping up out of nowhere. Like I thought he was only going to be a cameo, like kind of joining the cinematic universe, like, there's more to come. Yeah, you know? like the Nick Fury. But, like, yeah, but he was not at all. all over this place, I was going to say, he was a good chunk of it. Well, um, I did say, when he turned into Hyde, I liked his little Cockney accent that I was like, oh, he's actually trying a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh. He's a, he, he did seem like a different character or whatever. So I, I kind of liked that. And I'm not opposed to like Tom Cruise playing a bad guy. I, is he going to be a bad guy? Probably not. Or is he going to be like... A... It says the powers of Seth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the Egyptian... powers of Seth. It's, it's even what it translates like fucking... to. It's like... <laughs> he didn't even fucking change. He's like still just the I'm guy. I'm so now confused he's got, about now that. He's just got mummy I'm confused. Was say he had his hand kind of wrapped up. Like, well, I'm uh, confused because he's in the shadows. He's like, don't look at me or whatever or whatever, whatever he says. He's in the shadows. He won't come out. And then at the end of the movie, he's got that you know the turban, the turban wrapped around. I his, bet he's his got face. like that spot missing. Oh, bugs going. Yeah. God damn it. I hope yeah. not. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he doesn't. I bet he looks like Tom Cruise the next fucking time we see. Yeah. Him. But then, like, you know how, I'm like, cured. what's his power set? Like, he just screams at the female lead. No, he sucks the life out of her, just like No, 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 no. No, the one he brought back to life. He screams at her face. Oh, yeah, brought her back to life. <laughs> and she comes back to life, okay? So I'm like, okay, I, I don't understand, but okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, we'll talk about Jake Johnson now, okay? But Jake Johnson, he revives him at the end. Mm-hmm. But isn't he a ghost? He's been dead for days. But no one else can see him, right? But Tom yeah. Cruise? So he's like this supernatural ghost ghoul? No, he's just back to life. No, at the end. 
Yeah. But how does he like? How does he bring him back to it's life? He's yeah. He goes and finds his body and brings him back to life. Is that how it works? Maybe? That's how I. That's how I took it. <laughs> he went and found <laughs> his body. Like, that's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I do it. But no, but find your body. Like, bring it in back. the movie, uh, he was like this this yeah. invisible ghoul. So it's like. I don't. Can you can you scream at invisible people and bring? No, them to you life? go find. That... He probably goes, "Hey Nick, go find my body," and then he goes and finds his body. What would you guys think of Jake Johnson? Do you guys know this actor at all? Who he plays his partner? Um, he's he's on New New Girl. Uh, he's really funny. I I like I like Jake Johnson a lot. Actually, he's got a lot of charisma and he's a smart guy. Um, but see, I don't know anything I, about him. But in this, you movie, saw Jurassic he... World. He's a little nerd in Jurassic World. Oh, okay, he's one that's he, right. Yeah, he that's hits right. on one girl and then she's like, "I have a gotcha. Um, but. Yeah, I, I thought beginning before he died, he was all right. His character was like at least a little bit of the humor that I was trying to expect from it. Um, and then you know he was just absolutely fucking a ripoff of American Werewolf in London once yeah. he died. So what happens in American? Okay, Werewolf so in London? American Werewolf in London. Um, see the picture behind you. I don't know if you can see it or not. The guy mm-hmm. to the left there. Yeah. So in American Werewolf in London. Jacket. Yeah, okay. great little horror movie. If you guys haven't watched it, go see it. Do not mistake it though for American Werewolf in Paris. That movie's shit. Uh, but American Werewolf in London, they go backpacking, and um, one gets bit, the other one gets killed. Yeah. So his friend um, is just a ghoul throughout the rest of the movie. What was great is you have like the, the three acts set up, and each act he's decomposing even more. All practical effects. It pushes the story forward. And, and really, really good, just great practical effects, man. I love it. it. It just works in that movie. It's completely original. I have never seen it before. You can't mistake it. You watch that movie, and then you watch this, and you can clearly see is a straight American we- uh, in Werewolf uh, in London ripoff completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, ah, this, nothing that they did was ever better than American Werewolf. It actually looks, it even looks worse. I don't even know if, if that's a little bit of CGI with a little bit of makeup or what they're doing there, but... Everything just looked shittier, even than American yeah. Werewolf. Don't, don't don't you agree? Yeah. Are you I, a fan of American Werewolf? Yeah, I love the movie. John Landis is fucking great. Um, one of the best transformations. You would actually like it too. I think you would. I think you would really like it because it's a horror movie, but it's a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, it has one of the best transformation scenes t- to this day. Hey, I've seen Thriller. It's That's, I know he did it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I know. John Landis as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the CGI just throughout was a little shaky uh like all those fucking bats flying into the plane which the, bats I don't, they weren't they were crows they were crows oh still, I don't even know that still doesn't make any fucking sense sorry uh, <laughs> sorry I shouldn't you send a plague of locusts or some shit um you're a mummy um i just I, i'm just I happy that you know so i'm just happy brendan frazier stands over a, a pile of dead corpses <laughs> did you did you catch the uh the yeah. mummy oh yeah the book of the living yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's pretty cool did you catch that i did not yeah. uh, the when when she's trying to get into the room with tom cruise when hyde's beating him up oh yeah that the book she hits a, hits that one guy with the book of the life mm. yeah but I want to read a quote from John Landis. It's not really about them ripping off his movie, but he actually has something very insightful that I hope a lot of people listen to. Um, he says, what's happening in the studios now will make a film. Um, studios will now make a film for 150, 200 million, uh, but they're afraid to take risks. Uh, you asked me about the dark, the dark universe. If you're going to make a movie of the mummy, why the fuck do you need Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe? And I completely agree with this. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as you announce that Tom Cruise is in The Mummy, you know you're not going to see a horror picture. It's not going to be The Mummy. It's going to be the Tom Cruise show. I don't know. 
Uh, what no one understands, ideas are a dime a dozen. An idea has no real value. It's all about the execution of the idea. The best film in two years is probably Moonlight. Uh, Moonlight, with all of its acclaim, um, what's it going to make? 25, 30 million? They're not in that business. I realize how lucky I am to have worked in the 70s and 80s when studios were still run by individuals. And now every studio has a green light committee and it has a great deal to do with, with marketing. And then he estimated that a full third... Uh, that a third of his movies in his filmography would not be made today, you know. Um, but he's so right. You do not need – can we just get back, you know, to just making the Mummy movie? Can we just get back, like, going forward? Uh, I don't really give a shit about the Phantom of the Opera, but can we just do a Dracula movie? Can we just do a Bride of Frankenstein movie? And can and we not like worry about Johnny fucking Depp and Javier Bardem? You know, can we not worry about Alex Kurtzman here? Can we just, you know, slice the A-listers down? And go get fucking good directors. And that's what I thought, too, was like, I thought that Dracula Untold was a decent start. Because it's Luke Evans. He's not not that big. You know what I mean? But, I mean, yeah. I think that he would have brought it. I and like I said, it, I haven't seen it, but he looks yeah. the part. He, he looks, looks the, part. the part, and at the end, I was intrigued. And I'm like, cool. All right, so we're set in present day. And I think that that's what they should have done is get, you know, like the... You know the the high C, maybe low B. You know, I don't know what you where you put Luke Evans, but you know that uh, can't even think of you know Lord of the Rings and Fast and the Furious. That's like what comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, guest on, there you go. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's just frustrating. No, yeah. and I would like Russell Crowe real quick. I want to talk about him a little bit more. I didn't understand like this is 2017. Yeah, he's got the headquarters, very sophisticated, right? Yeah, something I did not like it. It just stuck out like a sore thumb was. Um, you know that he had to take those injections so he doesn't turn into you know Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking this is 2017. Even Tony Stark, okay, has an arc reactor that pulls sharp uh, shrapnel from his from his heart. Right. Yeah. You can't come with any kind of contraption that gives you like that self injects you when you start getting evil. Yeah. You know you have to. It's like oh shit, fucking where's my injection needles? You know it's like what. Just can you have something on you? You for the think next like movie? an insulin meter, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly something that just self injects, yeah. so you don't rage out. Yeah. You know, and what it's like the shittiest guy to put in charge of your headquarters, right? A guy that yeah. could potentially bring the entire organization, <laughs> bring the entire organization down. He's because, the Hulk, pretty much because he does it. Yeah, he's, but he's in charge, so the yeah. Hulk's in charge. Okay, of Shield. Yeah. yeah, of Shield. <laughs> That's so <laughs> shitty. I know. So the Hulk is in charge of Shield. To be yeah. fair, Banner's in charge. <laughs> Shield and Hulk just comes yeah. out. Yeah. And, but yeah, so but he doesn't. But do someone keeps stepping techniques. on his foot. That's <laughs> yeah. the problem. Every ten minutes, someone. And he's in charge of the injection needles. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I'm just like, I thought that was dog shit. Um, his the CGI, his transformation. Um, it wasn't as bad as League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but it was. Um, I wasn't entertained by it. I thought it was like, and I like Russell Crowe. That sucks. I like Russell Crowe. I like Tom Cruise. And uh, you, uh, you're a big fan of uh, to- uh, Russell Crowe's last movie um, with uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, Nice Guys. I'm yeah, a lot love of people nice love Nice Guys, and so you know well, he was great. In nice so guys. coming off of Nice Guys, you know, it's just I, I feel so bad when you see like Russell Crowe, who can do probably anything he wants. And he's a he's a he's a guys guy, you know. He's like mm-hmm. you, I don't know. He comes to the set, he's gonna bring something, you know. Just wasted in this, man. Completely wasted. I'm like, I, it sucks that he's doing this and he's not out making the next badass movie, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was completely let down by that. Yeah, makeup, CGI. Um, and you brought up Iron Man 2. This movie feels like Iron Man 2, but at least Marvel Cinematic Universe had an Iron Man 1. And Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. this is just, it all feels so forced and... 
I, I don't I just don't know, man. I don't know what they're going with. So it, it didn't it didn't feel like any sort of origin story, which you you kind of need. I mean, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be you know a, a, a straight up origin story, but you've got to have more than just a quick little blurb about a character you're going to kill off, anyways. Yeah, I think I think that people really um, the studios. They need to take a look at this, and they need to take a look at BVS. You know, um, forcing the, the franchise. Everything real early. You can't force it, man. Just just be natural with it. And if you're telling an interesting story, um, you're going to want to go see, you know, a, a part mm-hmm. two or a part three, you know. But, man, forcing this much shit in BVS or in, in The Mummy, it's not good business, man. You know, they might get a couple of these out, but if they don't do something... Good soon. I don't know why. Interesting note, too. Um, next week, we're doing our LGBT uh, marathon, mm-hmm. and Bill Condon directed Gods and Monsters. You know what else he's directing? Um, Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, which I think is, is kind of fun. So the guy knows his way around Universal Horror, James Well, um, that whole um, franchise. But what kind of fucking movie he's going to make? You know, Bride yeah. of Frankenstein 2017? That's got to be where they're going. Yeah, and I don't care. But yeah, you brought up, I wanted to end on my part. Um, Jeff John said that DC needed what? Heart, heroics, and, uh, and humor. humor, you mm-hmm. know? And so I started thinking about this myself. I'm like, well, what does the dark universe need to succeed, you know, going forward? It needs the same things. And it didn't See, no, I, just, I disagree, though. I disagree, because I don't want to see the DC. I don't want to see the Marvel brand. Um, and again, I said, like, uh, were you here for our DC um, intervention? Mm-mm. Okay, no, we had a really good conversation where I was like, hey, I don't even know if, like, humor, heart, and heroics applies all the time. Applies all the time. Wonder Woman, I think it does. You know, but if you're making a Batman movie, Kyle, if you're coming in, you're like, dude, I have an idea, okay, for, a, I, for an awesome Batman movie. And I'm like, no, you have to have heart, heroics, and humor, okay? Maybe that's not the fucking story that it needs. You know, like, my one of my favorite movies of all time, or superhero movies, probably my favorite super, uh, superhero movie of all time is Dark Knight. It doesn't have heart, heroics, and humor. It's a dark fucking movie. You know, it's an, it's an it's analog. It's still got humor. There's still not, that. But not, joke, like a, not like a Marvel, though. It's, it's a dark humor in it. You, it's definitely got some heart to it, uh, but it's a darker movie in general. Sure, you know, it, it's, it, it's a, it doesn't have to. It's analyzing night. It's like one of our, it's our first post. Have... It's a, it's our it's our first post nine eleven. It's our first post nine eleven superhero movie. It's it's pretty goddamn dark. Yeah. And you know what that movie's missing? Huh? Batman. Batman. <laughs> it's a Joker movie. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm cool thing, with that. That's the thing that hurts it. But if your if your movie calls for, you know, um, it depends on what your movie calls for. I think that these movies here doesn't necessarily need heart heroics and humor. I want to get back. I mean, look at The Mummy back in the day, 1930. Look at Dracula. They weren't humorous. People didn't laugh their ass off coming out of the theater. Mm-hmm. I think they need to, to get back to thrills and chills, man. They need to get back to either adventure, horror, suspense, mystery. What kind of fucking movie are you making, you know? Mm-hmm. They need to get back to that, not just fitting into that DC Marvel-shaped, Marvel Cinematic DCEU box. Let's mm-hmm. be original. Like we were talking about, like taking this to the 1930s. Yeah. Let's take this to the 1930s, or let's take this to a dark territory. You know, not it doesn't have to be like you know fucking like Eli Roth dark. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But let's get into thrills and chills, man. I think that's what they need to focus on: thrills and chills. Let's get into adventure. Let's get into action. Let's get into suspense, horror. What kind of movie you making? This is not what I want. I want practical effects. I want practical locations, okay? I want to have fun. I want to feel like I'm, I'm, uh, I want an experience. 
And I think that this is a perfect franchise for this. They're dropping the fucking ball bigger than almost anything I've ever seen. Like, they so much potential. I think they're wasting it. I was not entertained. I'm going to give this movie a 1.5 out of 5 because I go ugly, bad, good, great pantheon. Reason I do 5 stars, okay? 2 stars is bad. The reason I did that was because sometimes you can have fun at a bad movie. Right? How do you rate Mummy 99? <sighs> Man. I'd say 2.5. 2.5 or 3. But you know what? I think it's a bad movie that I can have fun with. There's a difference between Mummy 2017 and, and Mummy 1999. Mummy 99, I can have I can cut up with Kyle. I can cut up with you. I can cut up with Ryan. I go, oh, Brendan Fraser's doing something funny. We can talk. We can bullshit. Mummy 2017, I'm not having any fun. I'm not laughing. I don't want to cut up. I don't want to make fun of the characters. I'm just like, you're missing the ball. I don't know what you're doing. This isn't funny. This isn't This isn't action-packed. This is nothing. It's a complete waste of my time. Um, so I, I, I think it's an ugly film. I will not ever watch this again. I say 1.5. So what's your closing thoughts? What all you have to say? Uh, well, yeah, 1.5 was the exact number I came in with wow. uh, at the same. So uh, it's nice to see that we're on the same page there. Um, yeah, and it, it's going back to your thoughts of you know practical effects. Yeah, that's that's what it needs. It needs to be grounded in, more, in a more realistic kind of way. This movie was just a fucking CGI fest, and it, it wasn't even good CGI. Um, and I, I read somewhere that they said there's a lot of practical here. You can't tell if that's the case. I can't. Yeah, your practical. If your practical looks that bad, then maybe <laughs> yeah. don't even fucking make movies. Yeah, no shit. Um, and, and yeah, you've got to. They really needed to map this whole thing out better. It feels like they're just going, "Hey, we were gonna make these movies stand alone, and now we're trying to just connect them all." And I think, I honestly think that's exactly what they said. Is they were going to just reintroduce all these characters and just have. A bunch of individual movies and they were like hey let's try to connect all these and it clearly it for me is not working it, i don't want to see another one i don't i no. i really have no interest where they're going forward with this um unless they really get their shit together and oh, figure out what's going yeah. on they need to figure um, something out because because like i said kurtzman earlier he was like yeah we need to work worry more about the quality than than you know, selling it overseas yeah. and making money off of it worldwide, and that's that's all they did. And they made Transformers, they made that Fast and the Furious, the, that kind of thing where it's like, we're gonna make our money whether this is good or not, yeah. whether you're having fun or not. And this is a big deal because like you, uh, we talked last week, Seth, and you're like, you sure you want to do this? We didn't, we didn't even review Pirates of the Caribbean, and no pun intended, but it's like Pirates is kind of dead in the water. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I kind of know what I'm probably gonna get. I have no idea. I haven't seen it, but I can kind of guess. But I was like, this is a big deal. This is a start of a movie universe. You know, we need to we need to review this because they're serious they, properties. Serious properties, man. They're they're gonna cram they got at least what, five or six of these, you know, that, that are, you know, lined up to to be shot out there. So I think it was important to have a conversation about this tonight. But yeah, I think they're dropping the ball big time. What was your what's your final thoughts on this? I miss Brendan. <laughs> um I give it a two. Wow, so that's pretty low for you too. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. I I had an all right time. Granted, I was by myself, so I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> had a good time on my phone doing I, yoga. I, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I mean, I but I dig Egypt stuff, so maybe that's just my no. So do I think all of us do. I think we. Yeah. And that's what we're missing. Like, yeah. I want that adventure. Yeah, and we don't get much of it. You no, know? not really. And I was gonna say that, like, uh, you know, how we talked earlier, like in the previously that. They're, they haven't made a kaiju movie for me yet that's yeah. in my head. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of, like, if top ten adventure movies, top five adventure movies. I love the idea of King Kong. 
some filmmakers going to an island, you know, to, to capture the beast, you know, on camera and take it back to the States. I'm just not a big King Kong fan. Like, 1930, you know, whatever just doesn't do for me. The Peter Jackson version. They have not made a monster movie yet that that's in my head that I really want to see. Um, and same way with the Mummy movie. I don't think they've made a Mummy movie yet. Okay, I think they can still make a Pantheon movie. 1930s, 1999, there's still a Mummy movie that someone can make to give it that classical feel to it practical effects that could just blow everything out of the water and that would launch a cinematic universe big time but yeah we're right there with you man we love egypt we love adventure stuff man and mm-hmm. i just don't mm-hmm. think this had it man it, yeah it definitely didn't it, it just it fell flat everywhere boris karloff yeah, and everywhere. cheney and they're all fucking shitting in their graves right now yeah. bad stuff anything else you want to add Go watch Mummy 1999 rather than, <laughs> uh, than giving this this movie money. I just thought about this real quick. I don't even understand some of the just the the horror elements to this movie. Like the zombie minions look like shit too. I wanted to say uh-huh. that zombie minions look horrible. Um, but the rats, you know, when the rats like we see in the trailer, why weren't they bugs? Yeah, we. <laughs> why weren't they? Come on, like, it's, it's not 99. <laughs> <laughs> but the scarabs, that's an Egyptian yeah, yeah. thing. You know what I mean? It just fits. Hey, you like... got your mercury, okay? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that's mercury. that's deep in Egyptian hey, lore. Yeah, when I think of Egypt, I think, yeah, oh, oh man, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mercury. Yep. Bugs oh, is 99, okay? Mercury is 2017. That must be it. Yeah, you gotta catch up. To I that. did think it was kind of cool <laughs> that they were like trying to embalm her. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's creepy. Well, what did the rats do? When they climbed on it top. It wasn't real. Nothing. Huh? They weren't real. Yeah, it wasn't imagining that. So they just kind of like... It was, just... it was just a cool effect. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if there were rats all over them? <laughs> yeah. Remember the movie Ben? Let's do that. Again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they drew their big influence off from Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of my biggest problems. And you know this by now, Seth. One of my biggest problems is like... I hate when people are like, well, it's... That's what they just did, or that's you know that's how it was, or it's just a quick scene, Brad. Or, you know, whatever. It's I'm just like, a movie, Brad. It's just a movie, Brad. Brad. It's just a quick scene. I'm like, motherfuckers. This is a $123 million goddamn movie. You can do anything you want. It's two hours, okay? What makes you want to do that stupid shit? What else could you put there that would be cool besides this? Scarabs. Scarabs. Yep. Get <laughs> in right, your guys. skin and going up. And I'm not even sure what they're doing, but they're having fun in there. And it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's Death get is in. only the beginning. Let's get in to some movie news. Welcome back to movie news. We got some sad news, though, to start off with tonight. Holy heartbreak, Seth. Kyle, Adam West died this week at the age of 88. What was your first Adam West experience? Uh, I used to watch, you know, the old Batmans when I was a kid. Did you? On, like, yeah, like TV land and stuff or wherever they were at. I didn't, like, religiously watch it, but, like, I, I, I would watch it. So, uh, yeah. Knowing Adam West from that, mostly as Batman. I was a late bloomer. Like, I didn't ever watch the, the Batman TV show. Um, I don't know, like, early 20s, someone was like, dude, you have to watch the Batman movie. And I was like, okay. And I popped it in, and it was an instant classic that, you know, uh, Ryan and I, other friends would come over, and we would just cut up. We would just have, like, a, just a blast. It was like that rare find, too. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, we were in the we were in the know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the shark repellent scene. The uh, My favorite scene, though, of all time. In the, in the for the Batman movie is the bomb where he's running away with the bomb and he's like there's kids or there's nuns or there's 
fucking fisherman or what, whatever yeah. he's doing. He's always running away for this bomb. So uh, I don't know. That was uh, that was my first experience, but um, it left a mark on me um, in my early twenties. Um, I, I never got to watch his new stuff that he just did. Um, I know Mark Marcos is a big fan of like the new animated movie that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what is that called? I think it's just the Batman Robin. Is it just movie? the Batman Robin? Because yeah. he, he did, um, so he's doing another. Maybe Return of the Cape Crusaders. I think is that what, what it is? called, yeah. I want to watch that now. Mm-hmm. I've really been in the mood for some Adam West now. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's not my Batman, but I appreciate what he did for the role and uh, appreciate what, I know. he's Batman to a lot of people and a lot of people, um, you know, it's important. I mean, so. he, he mainstreamed the character. Like, he yeah. really brought, I mean, there was like a Superman television show, you know, before that, but like, that Batman television show was the first like comic book thing that really stuck. No, to he has an iconic people. look too. Even mm-hmm. even though to this day it's it's campy, yeah. But it's such a fun campy look. Like he owned that. Seemed like a great guy too. Like I don't know anybody that says bad shit about Adam West. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, like uh, I'm not a big fan of Family Guy, but he like plays himself, the mayor. played himself yeah. on the, the mayor. I Adam can't West. Have, and, I can't like, think that that's not too far from how he actually was though <laughs> on Family was Guy, there, just yeah. kind of out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. It's sad, but at least he had a, a long life. 88, man, if we could all be so lucky at 88. So rest in peace to one of the greatest Batmans. You will be missed, good sir. Kyle, take us out to some brighter news. Well, kind of sticking with the, a Batman theme a little bit, the composer from the Tim Burton Batman movies, Mr. Danny Elfman, uh, is now being tapped to score the Justice League. Why? Because of heroic humor <laughs> and the heart. heart. <laughs> Isn't that weird, though? That I mean, you, that's one thing that you've got going. Keep Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL on yeah. all of it. You know what I mean? You keep with that sound. Like, I don't think Danny Elfman's going to be able to emulate the... Um, the, um, They're taking us back to the 90s, Seth. Uh, 89. But 89. I, I would love to have that classic Batman theme. That'd be mm-hmm. sick yeah. to have the... Like, that'd be so cool. But it's the whole, we know Superman and we know Wonder Woman, how they should sound. Yeah, I don't yeah, but, know if no. he's going to be able to do that. But Danny Elfman that, has a very distinct, distinct you, sound. You know it's Danny Elfman. Yeah, you can watch, you can watch uh, Men in Black. You can watch Beetlejuice. You can mm-hmm. watch any of Spider-Man. Simpsons. Yeah. Spider-Man, yeah, you mm-hmm. know you're listening to Danny Elfman. So, yeah, very odd choice. Um, I read a quote today from uh, Junkie, and he goes, uh, I think it was, he's very close to Hans Zimmer. That's his, like, a mentor. And he goes, you know, mm-hmm. um, whoever his mentor was, he said, they told me once I get replaced on a project, I've made it big. <laughs> he goes, yeah. so I'm bowing out. I've been replaced, and they're bringing in Danny Elfman. That's so. sad because I think that that was one thing that DC did have going. They had a sound, and mm-hmm. they were sticking with it. And I don't know if it was a good sound, yeah. but it was at least working. You yeah. know me. The Wonder Woman thing is growing on me, dude, but you know me ever since BVS. Did you know, do I you know that's a that. cello? What is it? That's a cello, not a guitar. Is it? Yeah, her theme is a... I fucking hated that theme in BVS. Dude. Was but like, now, <laughs> I love it now. It's How just, does that go? <laughs> you can do uh, it pretty good. <laughs> Did you know it's supposed to emulate the... <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah that's, that's what it's supposed <laughs> to... From, uh, what is that? What's, uh... Gosh, what is that? Is that immigrant song? Yeah, immig- that is exactly what it's supposed to be. That Danny Elfman. Just stealing that from the Thor Ragnarok trailer. <laughs> I'm telling. No, I'm telling. No, you, dude, that's, that's what actually it's funny. To- actually, kind of. Yeah, that's, I connect that now. It's that's supposed funny. to do that. That I I posted on AV the whole oh. like how they came up with that sound or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, Danny Elfman. I like to see things progress, and when I think Danny Elfman, I yeah, I think Spider Man. I think Beetlejuice. I think. 
Men Batman in Black. Batman 89. Batman 89. So, a lot of strings, a lot of insanity happening at once. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I guess well, I'm going to be curious what he brings, you know, if he's sure. going to bring a mature Danny Elfman, an original Danny Elfman. What do you sure. think, Kyle? I mean, you look at things that like that are working, and I think that's that's definitely the thing that DC's had over Marvel is their their scores and their music has been a lot better for the yeah, most part. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and, and it's, are you making this step and putting yourself in a better direction? Like, you know, the, the NBA Finals just, just happened. Golden State Warriors just won the championship. Yeah. Five years ago, Mark Jackson was their coach and was really pushing that team forward, was taking them places they'd never been, and then they they fired him. And you're like, huh, that's a little curious because he was doing really well. And they brought Steve Kerr in, and Steve Kerr took them to the next level, and now they have championships. I don't know if that's because of Steve Kerr. No, but but, think, but <laughs> I think it's because like, of KD. Well, sure. Well, but, a lot of people. Phil Jackson's never too far away from Michael Jordan. Yeah, and so then, he, then you take Phil Jackson over to where's he at now? Knicks. Yeah, they ain't doing a fucking thing over the Knicks. I'm so. just saying. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. still, it's maybe still, it was Michael Jordan and KD's running the show. That's <laughs> the idea. Let's talk about basketball, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> but you're talking about the idea of like if it's not broke, why fix it? But sometimes. It might not be broken, but you can still make it better. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if Danny Elfman is, is... I fucking love Danny Elfman. I love his stuff. I don't know if it's going to work for him here. Or maybe the, maybe they're trying to take it in a lighter direction, because his stuff is, <laughs> tends to be a little bit lighter. Or He'll bring the heroics. Or maybe he's going he's gonna to go darker on it. I don't and know. I would love if he stuck with the same themes. Like that they... Uh, you know how like Wonder Woman, they did their own thing, but they kept her theme a couple different times yeah. during the movie. So if he does something like that... It's, right, it's funny, that. I didn't get to, you know, uh, participate in the Wonder Woman review, Yeah. but um, the Wonder Woman theme, I thought was, it never came off as hardcore in Wonder Woman as it did in BBS. BBS the one time she shows oh up. Oh my god, it's so pronounced yeah. in BBS. Do you guys agree with that, or is that just me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. So I don't know, Danny Elfman, what if he shows up and he's like, guys, I want to make this really dark. Well, I was gonna... <laughs> They're like, no, that's not where <laughs> what, we're going. What's kind of weird is in the stinger for Suicide Squad, when he, when Bruce is talking to Amanda Waller, you could kind of hear the Danny Elfman theme. Yeah. It's weird for Batman when he's like, you know, uh, I'm putting together a team or whatever, and walks off or whatever. Like, it sounds like the Batman theme. And I'm uh-huh. like, dude, if you get your Batman theme back into this, like, that's awesome to me. So... I, I got faith. Hopefully yeah. it's cool. And I love the Batman 89 theme, but yeah. I think if they, obviously, they're not going to do that, but if no. they if they did, it yeah. would be so weird, yeah. you know, for, for 2017 and yeah. trying to harken back. Well, maybe they'll do, it like, something weird. that's inspired by that maybe or something like that. that. Yeah. I'm very interested in that. It's going to be, but there's so much other shit I'm kind of worried or concerned about with DC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sticking with comic book stuff. Um. Uh, a few years ago, when or I guess a year or two ago, when Deadpool came out, people asked Kevin Feige, like, hey, you going to do like an R-rated Marvel movie? You're going to push her out? And at the time, he was like, absolutely not. Like, there's that just doesn't fit with Is us. Is he changing his tune? Yeah, after Wonder Woman. Um, he gave a little interview last week, and he's like, you know what? An R-rated movie would be on the table. And then he kind of hinted that maybe uh, they will be announcing a Black Widow movie soon, and it might be going R. Hmm. Is that the movie you would expect to be R out of their universe? If I mean, they're going to do, do like some crazy like sex scene assassination. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling I'm you, I'm there. I'm telling you, that's there'll how be you some would yoga do it. in that theater, Seth. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. That, that's, a, that's a good question, though. Um, out of all their, out of all their, you could make characters. Some, 
I mean, yeah. it could be it'd be the most real and gritty. Well, it depends. And political. I mean, are they going to do a, a, a prequel? I don't think so. No, no, no but political. That's yeah, how I would do it. Well, I mean, Captain America: Winter Soldier was the most political movie they've had. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to, you know, reach into the radar pond there. No. Um, with Black Widow, I don't think they're going to do a prequel anymore. I mean, that's she's mm-hmm. she's getting older. Um, Agent Carter season one was fantastic. They hit a lot on you know uh, the Black Widow um, program program everything there. So. I don't know. Um, I'd be. I'm again. I am never opposed to a dark or a light movie, light a light superhero movie, a dark uh, superhero movie, as long as the movie calls for it. So, if they have a badass Black Widow script and it just happens to be dark, like Logan, mm-hmm. if it's dark and that's the movie that needs to be made, I support it 100. percent Hopefully, it'll be good. You know, um, it just worries me when they try to force the rated R because they now they need one to go right. with a uh, Deadpool and Logan and. And just because those have opened the doors. But if the movie calls for it, I'm all about it. I don't care if they want to jump into Rated R, as long as the movie calls for it. But you? You want to see MCU go, go as hard? As long as it fits yeah. and everything. That's the whole thing is you've set the tone. Follow your tone. We'll see, though. I don't know. I don't, I don't really see uh, Iron Man being Rated R. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Maybe he's just talking about they'll cuss more. You know what I mean? Yeah. That could just be it. Because, I mean, all it takes is two F-bombs, and then you're you're there. We did, we did so. get a little language in Guardians 2. They started yeah. to say, you know, shit and stuff a yeah. lot more in it. I was going to say, and that was to, um, and maybe that's what the route they'll take, that it's not going to be just blood and gore. a little more blue and mm-hmm. a little more, yeah, actual, like, maybe. Maybe it is a more bloody sort of affair. I mean, yeah. that, if, if you're doing, if you're pushing for an R rating because of, you know, blood and stuff, like. I can see a mission. Yeah, then Black Widow would make a little bit of sense. A Black Widow yeah. Rambo mission, you mm-hmm. know, where she's going to rip some shit up with Hawkeye. Be kind of cool. I bet you they are kicking themselves in the ass now, though, for not being, because MCU is ahead in a lot of areas, a mm-hmm. lot of categories, they're leading the the way. You know, for superhero movies, one thing they haven't done though is that female, female you know, led movie. Mm-hmm. And, we got Captain uh, Marvel coming out, you know, next yeah. year, but you know that they're still a little bit behind. I guarantee we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you. You, you put a movie out with a, a talking raccoon and a tree before, before you you put a woman at the helm of one of your films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, another thing, sort of relating to Marvel, is Netflix kind of announced its 2018 lineup with its shows. Uh, oh, they're cool. going to do Jessica Jones season two in the spring, Luke Cage season two in the summer, and Daredevil season three, the late fall, early winter. And they just Woo! just finished up wrapping Jessica Jones. They're in the middle of shooting Luke Cage, and they start shooting Daredevil in a couple of weeks. Woo! Yep. Excited for all Netflix. Be busy. Yeah, yeah they remember they were doing only like they were like, yeah, we're gonna do like one a year, maybe two, and now they're like doing three a year because we got three this year. We got <laughs> Iron Fist, Defenders, and Punisher. And- I need a calendar, seriously, guys. I think I'm gonna get a calendar next time you guys come in here. Where I was asking you guys, when does, off when, does, when does Glow come out? Yeah. I never know. Like I, I had to look up. Uh, I think it was two or three nights ago. Um, Okja, I think is what it's called. Uh-huh. The uh, the the South Korean. I think it's South Korean um, fantasy movie. Check it out. It looks great. But that's yeah. on Netflix. And I'm like, I don't know when, because this stuff, when they when it hits, it hits quick, yeah. fast, and you're like, oh, and fuck. And then you're behind. And, and then you're behind. Like, what? You haven't seen The Keepers yet? What? You missed was. the season of Orange is the New Black? I forget who it was. Like, it might have been. Came out? I think it was. I think it was you, Seth. Somebody posted on Facebook that um, Luke Cage came out, or Luke Cage is coming out tomorrow. Some, someone posted that. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Luke Cage comes out tomorrow? And then I just erased my plans and sat there and watched, I think, you know, like six, seven in a row. But, yeah, um, they come when, out quick, man. When Defenders comes out, 
I may take the weekend off just yeah. to sit and because it's only eight episodes, so yeah, I feel like yeah. that. Yeah, just really tight eight. Yep, and just sit and really like just it. you know just consume it. When's that come out? <laughs> August. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. August, I think. War Machine snuck off on me. Yeah. I was talking to you about War Machine. Yeah. I really want to see War Machine. It's out. It's only a two-hour movie, but that's out now. I'm two weeks behind on that. You could probably post in the AV group like, "Man, second season of Stranger Things is really good so far." People would be like, "Oh shit, that came <laughs> out!" And they would dude, go look for it, and they would. That's never find hilarious, it dude. We yeah. might have to do that. Gotcha, <laughs> dude. That's hilarious. I bet you they would though, because they. It well, that's cool. With Stranger Things being at Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> it was there. Uh, that's hilarious. But no, yeah. So, um, what's the, what's the lineup so the, this the year? Lineup, yeah, we get. I mean, this year we still have Defenders coming out, and Punisher, uh, and then okay. Punisher, and then Spring, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Daredevil. Which yeah. of those are you most excited for? D D. Yeah, Daredevil. Daredevil. And I like Jessica Jones yeah. too. I but she's too. hot to me. She's, she's got that kind of, saucy. She's kind of like Michael Jackson, though. First word that pops in my mind is flair. She's got a flare. Yeah. Flare. Woo! Woo! Limousine riding. <laughs> Jet flying. <laughs> she seems feeling. She gets shit done, but she's dirty too. She's sexy and she's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you got a real creepy face. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> You're right. I'm sweating. Oh, you know, Jesus I know you bring up all the, the comic stuff there, but then Castlevania's dropping too, yeah. man. That looks neat. Castlevania looks cool. I don't crap about that, but that looks neat. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't crap about either, but it looks great, man. Like, when I played Castlevania back in the day, I was just whipping candlesticks and going through the same levels of a castle that look exactly the same. But this looks great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It It doesn't look like that shit. Yeah. So. Kind of keeping in theme there with Netflix a little bit. Um, A consulting firm called PWC um, has been crunching the numbers on Netflix stuff, which... They don't really release, but Netflix like gave them, like, hey, these are our numbers. This is what we're doing and stuff. And they're predicting that by 2020... Netflix uh, will stre- rule the world. Stre- streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime will bring in more money than individual studios in Hollywood. You know what we just reviewed tonight? <laughs> the Mummy. They That's spent, why. Because they spent hundreds of millions of dollars, and they might make something And you know what? It. Netflix, not all the time, but for the most part, I think they're very progressive. You know, like, they're getting Brad Pitt and they're doing War Machine. I've heard, you know, mixed reviews on War Machine, but it's a movie that a lot of studios wouldn't touch. You know, that's that's what's important, I think. You know, doing the Castlevania, you know, who's doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that they're de- Irishman, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Who funded that? You know, that's going to be coming yeah, out hopefully this year. Fuck a little money into that movie. Yeah, fuck yeah, they did. Film. But that's, I don't, doesn't surprise me at all that they're going to be on top of the game, you know? Yeah. Netflix, man, they're doing some exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're clear. They got a lot of shit, too, though. Yeah. Have you looked at the originals? Oh, like, we always talk about the big ones, you know. But you look at the original section on Netflix, it's just a laundry list of... I don't know if it's shit, but I, I, I would wager that there's a lot of shit in there. I can't... They dropped, they dropped some number this week about, like, the Adam Sandler movies, and it's, like, something that, like, some somewhere between, like, 35% of... The population has watched at least of two Adam Sandler movies that have yeah. been on Netflix yeah. or something like that. If you were to average everything out, and it's like, that's fucking crazy. Like even those are doing gangbusters. And yeah, like, it's like their biggest, isn't it? The Adam Sandler yeah. flicks. Um, I've heard actually pretty decent things too about his newer one coming out. San- Sandy Wexler, I think, is what really? it is. Really? Yeah, it looked I, awful to me. Yeah, it looked I, like the worst of all of them. I heard. I read one article on it, so I could be. You know, <laughs> it, it could have been written by. Adam Sandler himself. Yeah, Adam Sandler. <laughs> hey, everyone's loving this. Could it's have been great. Made by Deuce Bigelow. I said that again with you. Seth, what do you think about Netflix like ruling the world? I want a shirt that says Netflix, but it's spelled like Netflix. 
That, and it has the same Netflix. Netflix. But no, it's just the it e. looks like it. It looks like it, like with the red bold. But then you're like, oh, that guy's wearing a Netflix shirt. And you're like, look again. It says Nutfix. Go, go leave. <laughs> Are you the same guy that has just and chill on your boxers? Yeah. In the font. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, I think it's interesting. Uh, at the same time, I'm I get nervous about things having monopolies on things. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want them to get too much power, and then they're just calling every shot. And like then... Disney. Sure, Brad. Like <laughs> Disney. Biggest monopoly of all time. They got Star Wars. They got ESPN. They got Marvel. Pixar, they scare you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Like Disney. Just like Disney. Yeah. There you go. Or Alliance Games. There's another one. Let's say that uh, my distributor, uh, they uh, they're only going to uh, basically I'm only gonna be able to get board games from one place from now on, which is really terrifying, and I hate it. I'm like, that's dumb. Well, I like to be able to, you know, get from multiple places and stuff. If they like only that. produce shit, then does it make it easier for you though? When you just like, hey, here's my. Sh- yeah, but I mean, if one only place. one person can get it, and then like, what if they run out? They what if they become Lucifer? Sure. It's what like, if they become the devil? <laughs> it's like if every restaurant in the world just became Taco Bell. At first, you'd be like, oh, this sweet, is awesome. there's Taco Bell everywhere. I go, and then eventually you're suck, like, man. eventually you're like. Fuck, I don't want to eat. Like, can I have a, a spaghetti? No, no spaghetti. <laughs> no spaghetti. You What's get a Frito burrito. <laughs> uh, uh, last you have anything you... like spaghetti? <laughs> no, we have Frito burritos. We got uh, cinnamon twists. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, that's Italian. Cinnamon I think. twists are so gay. <laughs> I'm serious. Thanks, dude. Pride Month. <laughs> I mean, like, in a... In a, in a, in a good way? In a good way. <laughs> Hashtag critics with attitude. <laughs> How is it a good way? Uh, oh, he, la- he tried to make it sound good. Uh, the last thing I've got is uh, E3 just happened. We know E3, like the big gaming oh, expo yeah. where everyone drops everything. A um, couple of massive things, at least for me anyways. Um, the Spider-Man game looks fucking incredible. Um, it's open world. So your Spider-Man just kind of going around doing whatever you want. So fluid with, with like, the cutscenes. With the cutscenes and like quick time Can events. Can you rip people out of cars like Grand Theft Auto? It looks fuck yeah. It's fucking great. Like it looks incredible. Go watch. They it's have like a 10 minute gameplay of it and it's it's fen- phenomenal looking. Um, Sony like really putting all their, their eggs in one basket for, for making that game and I think it's going to pay off pretty gangbusters for them. I haven't been able to keep up with any of the E3 stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there, I mean, there was a lot of stuff. A lot uh, of bad stuff, too. Yeah, a lot of bad stuff going around. A lot of stuff that didn't happen that should have happened and stuff. But um, How's the Xbox going? Xbox, Xbox X, X, Xbox X. X. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're talking about it being, like, the most, like, badass kind of machine out there hardware-wise. And it's, like, going to be 500 bucks. And they're talking about bang for your buck. So. Like, I, I want to play Halo with my son in the living room. Mm-hmm. But I can't fucking do split screen. They want you to have two Xboxes, two TVs. To, you can't do split screen online. I think that sucks. Yeah. Well, so I hope yeah. that the new Xboxes can do it. Can do that shit. Yeah. Can it do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could do. That's what made. I, I'm not did you see that, that whole thing where they talk about the graphics and they show Minecraft? Oh. It's, it's just, a sore subject to me though because I grew up on Halo. Uh-huh. That my fucking master chief over here, man. Yeah. Um, I grew up on Halo where I played at this church, and um, after church service we would get 
man, sometimes 12, 13, 14, 15 people every Sunday for three to four years. Everyone's just hanging out in Beaver Creek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, dude. Battle Creek yeah, back then. Yeah, 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 Battle Creek, dude, yeah. back in the day. Uh, but yeah, both Sidewinder. Blood Gulch. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, hang them high. Hang them high. Yeah. Hang them high, dude. That was the best. <laughs> yeah. uh, but back in the day, you would play Halo and you could have one TV. We'd have one TV set up, one Xbox, on four screens, you know, four mm-hmm. players split. And I want to spend time with my son in the living room, okay? And I want to play Halo with him. And I can't with Halo 5. They want you to have two Xboxes, two TVs. I'm like, Man, you got away from what made Halo so much Halo. fun. We could have eight players, two Xboxes. Plug, you know, just get your sixty-four out, play some Goldeneye, have fun with that. Yeah, something, man. So anyway, just I hope that they when they announce because they didn't announce Halo Six, did they? No, no. Um, Fuck them. Another thing, I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Fighter is going that? nuts. Fucking gorgeous. So like. Uh, they're taking this, the Dragon Ball Z property, and making a fighting game, very much like Marvel vs. Capcom, where you pick a couple but different it, characters as a team. It looks like the freaking anime. It's like, amazing. Like, it's beautiful. When you're fighting, it kind of, it's got the video game kind of look to it, but it has very quick cutscenes that go to it that look like you're watching the fucking TV show, like, like mm. you're watching the anime. I was blown away. It's it's really, like, I, I'm not a big Dragon Ball Z fan, but I'm like, holy shit, that is really fucking beautiful looking. Um, so, I that... That just looks awesome. If you, you go watch gameplay footage of that, because even I was blown away, and I really don't care about Dragon Ball Z that much. The only, I think the only footage I got to see was um, from a game called Gone Days or Days Gone. It was Days like gone. a zombie did game. Did you not watch the Star Wars footage? Okay, I did see a trailer for uh, Battlefront. Battlefront. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah Battlefront. That looks great. That really does look fun. I do like the Phantom Menace setting too, though. You're on um, Naboo. Naboo, dude. I'm all about that. When's that coming out? Is that gonna be a Christmas release, like November? November. I hate to say it, I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. Oh. I went and bought a PS4. Did you really? <laughs> and and pre-ordered Battlefront. Oh, wow. As soon as I saw that trailer, I'm like, now's the time. I've yeah, got to do go. it. Cool. And I brought it home. My wife's like, oh, when are we going to set that up? And I'm like, we may not until November. <laughs> like, I just don't care. Like, I, but it's cool. Since I pre-ordered it, I get to be on the beta. That's cool. So, And I get the game three days before anybody else. Oh, cool. So... Kind of cool. But it set sells. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm real excited, but uh, I hope it's a good game. <laughs> yeah. I suck at shooters, though, man. Okay. I, yeah, I'm not very good. No. I, don't, I don't like video games. I'm not really, but when I saw this and then the fact that the campaign that's going to connect six to seven, uh-huh. I'm like, I'm there. So mm. I bought. I went out and bought a PS4. So That's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'll probably pick that one up myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the last one I got from E3, at least this is more incredibly exciting for me, is they're doing a remake of Shadow of the Colossus. No, yeah, I've seen some um, of that too. Not, not just a, we're going to redo this and make it all HD and pretty. They totally remade the game from scratch, but it's the exact same game, and it is fucking gorgeous. Like, that came out on PS2, and it's still one of my favorite games of all time. When they released it on the rem- like the rehashing of it on PS3, I fucking bought it then. I'm gonna buy it on PS4 too. It's still one of the greatest like concepts for. A Have game. you ever played it, Brad? No. It's really neat. It? Shadow of the Colossus is basically just boss battles. You are you are this little guy, and you you the game just starts with like a girl like who's She's dying. She's asleep, right? She's asleep, and like. So you're like, oh man, he's going out to like revive this woman that he loves or whatever. And you go out and you take on these colossuses that are hundreds of feet tall. So you have different ways to kill them all. There's no like little in-between bad guys getting to each one. It's just fucking boss battles. And they're out walking around. They're out just so walking around. So you just gotta around. go so you just find gotta them. go oh, in this open world and just go find them and kill That's them. Cool. 
And then, like... I did the water one. That's the only one I've ever beaten. Yeah. Like, the one out in the lake or whatever. Yeah, there's yeah. so many fucking good ones. Um, but then, like, the game, like, is a total, like, twist ending kind of game, too, where, like, you find out that you were the bad guy the whole time, and you're not trying oh, to... shit! You're not trying to revive her. You're trying to, like... You're a demon, like, trying to use her to take over the fucking world. Mm. So after you kill... These, and these colossuses were there to protect her. So it's, mm. pretty, it's a fucking... It's gorgeous. Uh, I'm excited for it. I did, I did see some footage on Anthem as well. Mm, Anthem's pretty cool. Yeah, Anthem like, looks their, pretty neat. Their big uh, answer to, I guess, Destiny, which came out yeah. a few years ago, so it's going to be a very open-world shooter kind of long-term project for them. It looked pretty good. Right on. Anything else from E3 that you guys saw? I mean... Mario, I, new Mario game? I, yeah, and that looks neat. Mm-hmm. That looks super neat, too. And again, I'm they not have, a big They have video. footage on that, the new Mario? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because, dude, I played this uh, when I was in Nebraska a couple weeks ago. Um, they, uh, my niece had a Switch, mm-hmm. and that's all we did was play Mario Kart, man, mm-hmm. for like two, three days. I had a blast with it. Yeah, Nintendo mm-hmm. kind of killed it at E3. People were really loving really? what they did. Yeah. Zelda looked interesting, too. I haven't played it, but they were dicking around with Zelda a little bit, and it's like that looked kind of fun. Oh, the... Um, the what, whatever the newest one is. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. what that's called. Uh, I don't remember. It, yeah, fuck. The, horns, Switch, the, so the horns of Orion? No. no. What? <laughs> no, Brad. 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 something. I don't no. know. All right, do you guys have any more? That's, that's all. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. That's yeah. it. I was just going to say that, uh, I mean, it, it was kind of crazy. It was like my E3 with a Dragon Ball Z game that actually looks amazing, mm-hmm. and then a Spider-Man game, because Spider-Man's my boy, that looks awesome, and then a Star Wars game. So I'm like, I guess I got to go buy a PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. All right, guys, I don't have too much. Um, I hate when studios, they... They, they are successful with one thing, and then they're just like, that's the pattern from here on out. Uh, Jeff Johns says, said today that the future of DC movies will follow Wonder Woman's lead. So it's like they're, we'll see. they're so pumped about Wonder Woman. We don't, we don't know Woman. what that means, man. I don't know. It's We've heard Jeff Johns, though. We've been yeah. talking about that the last two weeks. We don't know. Humor, heroics. And that's and okay. And heart. For, for all them together, that's fine. The next movie's Justice League. That's good. Justice League needs no. to have all three of those things. It depends, yes. again, what the story they're telling. They need to. I don't know. All of them It together. depends. It depends. You're yes. saying yes, too? They, they need to have it. You, Expe- you for Justice League, yes. You guys, man, I, it blows Brad. me away sometimes. Brad, when it's you all of them together. Okay, it needs to be. be. You can't be. You can't just put one thing in a box. I mean, you have Batman. you got to force Batman to be. You don't make him that part of it. But you make, you put, you put your heart. Yeah, you put your heart, that's the You're, Flash. Okay. You put your heroics, that's Wonder Woman. You have your emo guy, that's Batman. You have My the... my movie rule across the board, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, I don't give a shit, but across the board... So really, you don't, I don't even know why you're telling me this. <laughs> across the board, because a lot of people need to hear this, because I think a lot of people get wrapped up on, on some of this bullshit where your characters have to stay true, okay, to who they are. But mm-hmm. your world can be chaotic. And if you're going to feed me the same fucking story then why make future dc movies why make justice league movies why make all these other movies your world needs to be chaotic and if your if your story calls for a dark story then tell me a dark story don't i, I don't think you're confusing it. dark and and heart and heroism and humor like you can still have little bits of those in a dark story logan was a dark story and it had all three of those elements in it. oh dude it was not, logan's not a funny movie there's still humorous beats in that movie. See, I think no, it's not funny. Like, okay, when exactly. you, when you say I'm not funny, saying laugh out loud humor. Like, it has to have some sort Ant-Man of humor. Ant Man is funny. Sure. Okay. Like, it, it's it has heart. It has heroics. It has humor. Okay. 
Dark Knight doesn't. Not like Ant-Man. Not even close no, to Ant-Man. It's got way more heroics than Ant-Man does. So what are you saying you want your Justice League movie to be? More like Ant-Man or more like Dark Knight? I want it to have those three elements. I don't I don't care wh- where they bring them or how they bring them, but they have I to have those three elements. I want an original movie. I don't sure. want to shape it and fit it into our preconceived That's not fitting notions. Into a box. You, can have, you can show heart in a million different ways. You can show humor in a million different ways. You can show heroics in a million different ways. It's, it's not just because you have those three things that they're always the same three things. See, but you I think... Tell them in different ways. There's yeah, but I I think that you guys are wanting this like Wonder Woman experience all over again. No, that's no. not. Listen to what we're saying. That's what I'm, that's what I said that his what his comment is, and you're like, oh, that sounds great. No, but the whole thing is that you can have like I'm thinking that for these movies that you can have heart that's represented by Flash. You can have heroics, which is represented by Wonder Woman, and then you can have what was the you other got one? Five here? more got like four more characters in here. I know, right. and then I mean, we're gonna have other elements uh-oh. though too, because Batman's obviously not gonna be one of those three. What's the other one? Heart, heroics, and what? Humor. 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 Uh, then that's your Flash. I was uh, I was gonna say it could be or Flash, could be Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. I was gonna say they can all have comedic beats. They exactly. I was gonna say, and then oh my gosh, I've got more characters that can give me even more things. See, I, w- I would argue that Logan and Dark Knight are not. They don't have all three of those combos. If they do, no, it's but not, we're not saying that. We're not though. saying. But they're that's not, not equal not, parts. But this we're not, not gonna get a Logan. Okay, we'll never have a Justice League that is as good as a Logan or a Dark Knight because we want to make sure it fits all three of those beats. Perfectly. Sure, th- that's not. That's not always the case. Like, it, you're you're saying that like it has these three things. They have to all be equal parts. They all have to be thirty three percent of this movie. That's what that's Wonder not... Woman did. That's dude. Okay, sure. But I'm telling you what they want when they say, dude. You can roll your eyes all you want, but that's what they're saying. They're saying you don't know, man. You, that's what you're in. Jeff, Jeff, no, 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 no. Jeff, ah, Jeff, you got two people here saying that's not. That's what not what Jeff Johns is saying. No, like his heart, heroes and heroics is fucking Wonder Woman. Guys. Not, not thirty three. Exactly what it is. He wants all these movies to have that that same impression that Wonder Woman left, and that means we're not gonna have. We're gonna. Have, it's all gonna feel like that Wonder Woman experience. I don't think Justice League or or DC in general needs to feel like that all the time. Make a good fucking movie, whatever your script calls for. Did they not do that with Wonder Woman? Did they I not don't. Make a good I think Wonder movie? Woman is highly overrated. I think we agree pretty much on where how Wonder Woman is. So that's why I don't want the same impact. I don't think that it hit all those things like necessarily where they needed to be. So I, I I don't think they landed every time, but I think they attempted all three and they at least hit beats on the all three. And and again, like I'm saying, like they're not all equal parts. Just because they're saying that we want to make movies. With these three elements in it doesn't mean that, like, hey, this movie is going to be our heart movie where, you know, most of this movie is about heart or most of this movie is going to be humorous. Like, you go to to Marvel, like, Ant-Man is not a big heroics movie. It's not a big heart movie, but it's a big humor movie. And you look at, you know, Civil War, it's a lot more heroics in it and a little less on the humor and and all the elements are still there in all those movies. They just come at, in different waves, and they come uh, at different levels. But uh, yeah, what I'm saying is Wonder Woman is their template to move forward. Like, they sure. want that vibe. They want that It's been feel. their most successful so far. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm Do saying. Do you want they BVS should, so to should. be their, their template? What's that? Do you want BVS to be their template? No, but I don't no want Wonder Woman either. No heart and unintentional But yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. Now we're so like, oh man, Wonder Woman was... Was good, so let's let's just follow that template. Suicide Squad. My problem was not that it didn't have heart and heroics. They did not tell a compelling story, and their characters sucked. You take you take that main antagonist. You pull that fucking Ghostbuster spiritual fucking whatever her name is Enchantress. Enchantress. Thank you. You take her out of the picture. You put a fucking Batman story in there, like um, Assault on Arkham. 
you got a badass fucking movie there. It's not about not having heart or heroics there. It's about telling a cool fucking story. I love fucking Fight Club. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking funny. You know? So what kind of story are you going to tell? Bring a David Fincher in movie and you're going to tell him he has to follow a Wonder Woman template? That not everyone's making a comic book movie. What do you mean? Everyone that's make, working for DCEU is making a fucking comic book movie. That's sure. what I'm talking about. You bring David Fincher in and I don't want someone like David Fincher to be pigeonholed to where he has to make the kind of movie that follow follow the the framework of Wonder Woman because that's our most successful. And who's saying that he, he is? Like it's that's what again, that's what they're doing. Again, I, you're I think you're looking at it as these are all equal parts and they're not. Like I saying think, saying that our movie's gonna have humor could just be you know one little joke. Something to at least like draw you in humorously. No, like, I it think doesn't even have to be laughed so out loud. Maybe you're not listening to me though because I think Wonder Woman is pretty close to equal parts. You have your heroics, your humor. Go ahead, Seth. Well, I was just gonna... I was curious I like about that you that. raised your hand. Well, because I don't... Again, um, seems a bit tense. No, so, I, 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 I um, think there are equal parts in Wonder Woman. Like, I think I that they... You know, and I don't want those equal parts in a Justice League if it's not called for. If you got a good movie and you want to sell those... Let's it, be it, honest. It fits, it's not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if it Brian. fits, then awesome. But if not... I, I just don't want. I don't think dark darkness is not DC's problem. It's mistakes in the movie and not in shoddy filmmaking and not compelling characters. Those are the issues. I think you can go back to BVS and Man of Steel and all of them. And you can fix a lot of shit, not by adding. If you could go back, if I could remake BVS and Man of Steel and Suicide Squad, I would not fix it with that heart heroics and humor. I would I would look at it and I would take a lot of the decisions of filmmaking that they did. You know, and getting to the heart of the character. That's the, there you go, the heart of the character. Wonder Woman fits that mold. Does your Batman movie. Does Justice League. Justice League's a little bit different because you have a team movie. Just because you have a team movie doesn't mean we go Wonder Woman centric with her, her template, you know? We need to get into whatever makes that movie tick. But you could say the same thing about the Marvel movies, right? Yeah, yeah. They fit the Iron Man mold. And they're all very similar to Iron but Man. But we just talked about a rated R uh, Marvel movie. And as I said, yeah, th- it fits, how late in the game? Mm-hmm. But 16 movies and ask, deep? And ask me if there's a Pantheon Marvel movie. Should there be a Pantheon Marvel movie? Fuck yeah. If you're making 13 goddamn superhero movies, I would hope that you would crack a fucking perfect movie eventually. And I think that, yeah, I think that's a problem with Marvel. I think Marvel does follow that that MCU that template. Formula. And maybe that if they break that formula, take some risks, maybe we will get a Dark Knight. You know? Um, and it might not have to be a dark movie. It could be a fucking precious movie. It could be a dark movie, but I think it's make, taking those risks and and breaking the mold. You know, um, I I think by this time MCU should have a pantheon movie. Do you think they have one? Um, Guardians is close, but no. Really? See, I, I like Guardians. Is. I like Guardians, but I like man, Guardians too a lot too. I need to watch it more, but yeah, that those would be the only two. I think there's only one comic book movie in general, and that's Dark Knight. I agree. That I would probably say. What about you? I mean, I'm not fair to ask. I mean, I put. Avengers, in my opinion, is Pantheon, but no. that's just me. Be just because of the, I don't know. I've explained my case. It's in my top ten favorites. No. But um, I don't know. Other ones have gotten close. I don't know. Does a comic book movie deserve to be Pantheon? That's the other. No, thing, No, that's a too. horrible question. Yeah, I mean, a it's, horrible. Yeah, I mean, every genre should have. Okay, what what defines art? Just fucking Oscar movies? Godfather? Is that's that, what I'm saying. Is it's that like that, again. That's a deep question. That's no, the, no, like, it's that's not. A, it's super easy, man. Like if you if you're making. If you're making Dawn of the Dead, per se, right? I love Roger Ebert has a great write-up on Dawn of the Dead where he's like, art um, does not define a genre. And just because you're making Dawn of the Dead, um, 
and this guy's making Rocky over here, you know, they're making a certain type of movie just because it's it hits on underdog themes and things like that. We want to put it on a higher, you know, uh, pedestal. But you're looking at a movie that talks about um, consumerism, you know, um, as, as a background theme. And you're talking about uh, practical effects. You're talking about a, pretty much a grindhouse movie, 1970s, you know, um, they're doing the best that they did for that genre. I think you need to break it down by genre. What's the best vampire flick? What's the best, you know, um, slasher flick? What's the best horror film? What's the best romance? What's the best uh, musical? You know, what's the best underdog story? What's the best crime film? You know, you look at genres and movie filmmaking is storytelling. It's genres across the board. So just a pigeonhole drama as Pantheon, that's that's horrible. You know, what's better? Banksy or fucking... Um, <sighs> Who do you want to say? What's a uh, give me a Picasso? Picasso. What's better, Banksy or Picasso? You know. I mean, that's why we have so many different genres of music, and yeah. everyone has different eclectic tastes. I guess I don't. I haven't seen the. I haven't. I don't know if there's. A, I have read the superhero story yet. Maybe maybe the Pantheon superhero movie's still in my head. If that yeah, makes sense, yeah, yeah. using uh, using your own words. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible yet and see i would hope so with that fuck man how many superhero movies are out there now well yeah but that's the cool thing to do right now but they're not out trying to make i mean they've been doing this since what woman was unbreakable unbreakable oh 2000 2000s yeah. yeah so i mean before that i think that was one of the first ones i mean i think there was yeah. one or Spider two man yeah spider was spider-man x-men, x-men was the first x-men yeah so i mean man there's 100 comic book movies now if you consider blade and kick ass and and all them, but the, I think the reason I keep on going back to Dark Knight is, you know, um, and I know we're getting on a tangent here, but the um, it was the first time I left the theater, and this is this is cool. I love this. Um, it was the first time I left the theater, and I honestly thought, like halfway through the movie, when they killed um, his girlfriend, the Joker in the, in the in the warehouse, you know, blows up or whatever. Rachel Bell. I was like, that's I've seen this a million times, Seth. He's gonna save her. She's not dead. It was a, a red herring, you know. And they kept her dead. I'm like, wow. I remember going back all the way up to like Dark Knight Rises. Are they going to bring somehow say that she survived somehow? I'm like, are they going to ruin that? Because that's so important to to take that away from a character. Mm-hmm. And uh, they 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 you know stayed to their guns. And that's it's such a great um, part of storytelling. I think for a comic book movie, taking something away and not giving it back. And that's very rare. You know. See, and I think if you trim the last half an hour off that movie it is long then it would be Pantheon it is long but I don't give a damn about those boats yeah. I don't give a damn about it is, it is 15-20 that... minutes too long I will give you that for sure like if it would have ended with the hospital mm-hmm. but all that after the hospital like I ch- I was just like yeah and then I look long. at perfection though of like just the, the movie making experience in general from that opening scene that bank scene yeah all the way up to the hospital Probably all the way up until that last fifteen minutes. Even the uh, the truck flipping over. Um, no one makes a good movie. No one makes a pretty movie. Yeah, about that all the time. Well, his a, DP makes a pretty movie. He does a pretty. Who's he uh, work with? Is it Deacons all the time? It's someone huge. And you can always tell it's him. Freaking Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah, I don't even yeah. like. I need to see three seconds of footage. I think it's Deacons it's that he works with, but all of his movies look fucking good. Badass, yeah. yeah, but no, but um. Just the, the, the whole story of Dark Knight from the beginning until that last 15 minutes, man. I am glued to that movie. I care about the characters. I'm, I'm frightened of the Joker. You know, I'm, I'm struggling with with, um, with Batman, you know. And it just it's such a fun and just 
fresh experience when you're looking at comic book movies in general. I haven't seen anything ever since since Dark Knight. I just, I just, I almost think that Dark Knight teeters on the fact of it's, it feels so real that it's almost not even a comic book movie. No, to me, and I like that. I like that grounded really in in reality. No, it's it's a different movie. It's a social commentary movie that they just put comic book characters into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you wrote The Godfather and then just, you know, made it about the Avengers, like, it wouldn't be a comic book movie, but it would have comic yeah. book characters. And then, That's what, and, kind of what Dark Knight is. Yeah, and then Nolan loves filmmaking, you know? Like, he loves harking back to, to old movies. The opening bank scene is a callback to Heat, you know? Uh, the main bank teller is actually in Heat, you know? So you just get a whole movie experience with Dark Knight, you know, that I think he's pulling from. And then even the clown masks are from... Um, 89's Batman. Ku- no, Kubrick's The Killing. Like, you look at the killing um, back in the day. They have the same kind of mask. And so he's pulling from Kubrick. He's pulling from, you know, uh, uh, Heat. Uh, who's Heat? Brian De Palma? No, mm-hmm. no, no. Is it, no, is it Michael Mann? Michael Mann. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's pulling from Michael Mann, Stanley Kubrick, and the uh, there, there's so much in Dark Knight. But anyway, yeah, so I, I think it is. And I think that you have to look at each genre. Don't you feel like that with Pantheon? I, I, I don't care what your genre is. It just make me a good movie. Exactly, exactly. I think that's make me a good movie. Are you entertained? I can be entertained with Rocky, but I can also be entertained with a movie like a sci-fi opera like Star Wars. You know, which one's more important? Is it the drama or the sci-fi? You know, uh, the Thing. That's a better example, I think. The Thing is because Star Wars is considered a classic movie in top twenty-five, ten F, uh, AFI probably. But you look at a movie like The Thing. John Carpenter, little, you know, Antarctica, you know, like science fiction movie. That movie right there, compared to either Rocky or Godfather, Citizen Kane, I put all of them up there at the same because, I mean, I watch the thing and I am fucking, I'm in a movie experience. I feel cold. I feel dark. You know, um, it just, I feel confined. You know, it's, they made the best fucking movie, in my opinion, in that genre. And they need to be rewarded for that, you know. And so it's all about the your experience, you know. Like you put Mummy up there, you know. So, yeah, I think you have to look at the genre myself, and if you if you're entertained. But all right, so that takes us into next bit of movie news: um, Thanos: Infinity War. It uh, looks like his minions. I guess in the comics they've switched Call up. Call Obsidian? Or are they not going to do them? Um. So I don't know anything about that. Okay, but I love where they're going. So I love where they're going. So his minions, I guess they've had a couple different ways they've done it in comics. Um, Infinity War, the minions are going to be potentially his children. Little yellow things in blue denim jumpsuits. <laughs> <laughs> so his minions, his, his minions, his minions will be his children. So you know how like in Guardians 2, Nebula talked about how she has many siblings. And they've, I've, it's going to be interesting to see what they all look like, too, if uh, they're all, like, missing a hand, missing a leg, missing a fucking half their face. But I think that's pretty cool, and it connects back to Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I like. Sure. Um, I think that's that's good world building. So what do you think about that? Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't care what they do. Just, just do it, Marvel. <laughs> like, just do it, Marvel. Like, it's either going to be good or bad. I have no influence on whether you're going <laughs> to do it or not anyways. Just make sure you have some... some Heroics, heart, and humor <laughs> in you, and I love you, <laughs> Seth. Oh, you were busy. I just want Thanos coming down, ripping that. There's not gonna be no heart or heroics when he comes down. He gets in Vision's fucking head. He rips that fucking gemstone out and stomps on it with his fucking boot hill. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Vision screaming in his own blood. <laughs> he doesn't seem like the screaming type. 
You have the Tom Cruise screen? Seth, stop watching porn. We're talking about Thanos. What are you looking for? The children of Thanos. The children of Thanos. The children of Thanos are... They're a bunch of criminal outcasts. Are you sure that it's his... Like his... Actual children? His actual children? Well, I think his actual children. No, I think I mean, his... He has, Nebula's not his actual exactly. child. Exactly. not his actual child. Just people that he's... Forced adoption? Yeah. <laughs> he's enslaved children from <laughs> enslaved other Enslaved children. Well, Gamora is on this team. Um... Because uh, ne- we have dude, Nebula, we know the Black Order's in it, so maybe it'll just be them. Because we've well, seen yeah, so the what's, what's the names of the Black Order? Uh, is it, Dwarf something in there? Yeah, okay. white, Black Dwarf, and you've got Super Giant, and yeah. you have uh, uh, what a great name, Super Giant. Shut up! It's so cool. you know how the MCU changes things? Yeah, you know to, to These fit are them. into the MCU. This is this is what they look like. So you got Thanos, and that's Super Giant, and that is uh, Corvus Glaive. Yeah, 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 like. So, if these guys, these guys are fucking cool. Yeah. So if well, they just make them the well, yeah, look at Gamora, I, look at Gamora and Nebula though. They are badass bitches, man. Like you don't fuck with them. Yeah. They they have well, skill. These guys should tough. be able to. These guys should exactly. be able to rope a dope with them. And because you look, you listen to um, Nebula. Yeah, I think it was yeah Nebula when she's talking about the training that they go through. Like every time that Nebula or Gamora beat Nebula, yeah, she yeah. lost something. Yeah, I, I just you know that these people are going to be trained. You know, so the rumor right now well, is you've seen the you saw the footage right of like uh, Paul Bentley filming as Vision or whatever, and he's that big blade or whatever. He's like fighting some dude with that big blade, and I'm like, oh, that's I guess they're doing it with the uh, the. Uh, did you see that a couple mm-hmm. like a month ago Absolutely. or whatever? Yeah, so I knew that as soon as I saw that blade, I'm like, oh, that's Corvus Glaives. Hmm. Big blade, so so I I think that's interesting, you know, kind of retrofit, you know, mm-hmm. um, make him make it work. Thanos' children, yeah. You, you guys down with that though? Sure. No. If it's these guys, these guys are slick. I don't want Super Scroll and the other people that are Terax, the guys I was reading mm-hmm. that are the children of Thanos. I mean, this looks like cheesy '80s crap that I don't want. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, I don't need an endless stream of you know, island um, of misfit children. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, like. Don't don't do to me what you did in Avengers with just a bunch of nameless, no give a shit kind of characters. Like we need those like mid tier bosses. Yeah, you know, that you get to, exactly. To get to that was that's a big um, criticism of mine for Avengers. I don't give a shit about the third act because it's just cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. You know, just they all look alike. They all have the same kind of things. I want some some cool people. Like so, I hope Thanos his minions have personality. To him is what I'm hoping mm-hmm. for. So I only have two more things I to share. I think they're guys. the ones collecting the stones. I bet he won't be the, even though he says, oh, i got to do it myself. I hope he shows up in something, yeah. like at the end of Black Panther. Last time we really had any so character development Ultron, at all Ultron. was was it Ultron or Guardians, where he's like, I'll take care of it myself. Ultron. Was it Ultron? Fuck, mm-hmm. so that's been a while ago. They need to do something, or I'm not going to give a shit when Thanos does pop up. You know, that's it's a Next that's a year, big, isn't it? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. fil- yeah they're filming it right now. Yeah, Infinity they finished War, so. the first part and they just started shooting the second part. Yeah, so to make me give a shit, man, they're gonna have to do something with Thanos because he just pops up. I don't know, man. Um, Jack Burton, you guys remember Jack Burton? Ah, yeah. Mr. Burton. Mr. Burton. <laughs> Big trouble in China. So this is kind of cool. Um, I got out of comics last year, year and a half ago. Just couldn't afford them. You know, I'm a I'm a guy that. You know, I'm, I go, I'll pick up Black Panther, I'll pick up the whole MC, uh, you know, Marvel uh, lineup, you know, and I'm broke, you know, and then I start getting into the little DC stuff, you know, I'll get some Batman and, and things like that, and then my independent comics, I just, I lose all my money, uh, so I had to jump out, but this actually sounds pretty interesting, um, Jack Burton will return in Big Trouble in Little China, Old Man Jack, um, it's a four-part comic series, but what really has me interested in this is it's co-written by John Carpenter. 
I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Okay. So is it going to be like Old Man Logan? Or what? The... I, don't know. I don't know. I don't have a plot synopsis Old at all. Old Man Jack. Old Man Jack. Still know. driving around the pork chop express, but everybody else is driving around in a flying car, and, you know, it's just going to be sad and depressing. How old would he be in our time, I guess? Well, he, he was probably 30s, probably, in 80s. So he'd probably be, he'd be Kurt, Kurt Russell's, Russell's age. age. Kurt Russell's age. Yeah, he'd so be he's Kurt a planet. <laughs> yeah, he's a planet now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he'd be Kurt Russell's age. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see, you know, like Escape from New York. Have you t- heard about them doing a remake of Escape from New York for the longest time? Like mm-hmm. a couple people have been attached to it. I would love, it'd be the first time ever too. So it'd be, I think it'd be an interesting idea. I think it'd be neat instead of casting someone that you know is not going to fill the shoes of Kurt Russell. Let's just reboot it because everyone wants to do a prequel. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's let's uh, explore his character, right? Snake Plissken. Wouldn't it be cool if we just explore Snake Plissken with an old Snake Plissken? You know, let's just reboot the franchise with um, with Kurt Russell. I think that'd be fun. Sure. Escape from Cleveland. Escape from Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I would do. What's okay. the place that doesn't have water? What's the place in Michigan? Michigan. Flint, yep. Michigan. Yep. Escape from Flint, Michigan. Fuck all that. You know what I want? John Carpenter, man. I love Carpenter, dude. Like, you know what he's all into? Like, all he does is sit around and watch playoffs. Like, he's a huge basketball mm-hmm. fan. Um, that's why pretty much he doesn't direct anymore. That and he just doesn't. Because he's too busy watching basketball. No, no, that's like his thing. Like, no, 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 look at him. He's the crappiest a, basketball has ever been. The, the bigger thing is the studio system. He's not a fan of the studio system, but dude is glued to fucking basketball, man. Uh, constantly. Look it up. He's, he's a fanatic. Basketball fanatic. But um, I would love to see Escape from the World, man. I think that'd be great. Like, the, Just bring John Carpenter back. He's like, got to fly to space. Huh? He's got to fly well, to space. Okay, well, what? I say that. You guys have any insight on that at all? Yeah. Okay, so I say that, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Brad? Um, so Escape from L.A., you know, if, if you guys, any time of the week, you're like, hey, let's watch Escape from L.A., I'm like, cool. Pantheon, <laughs> hell no. Um, God, no. Yeah, God, no. But if I'm watching some Kurt Russell movies, I'll pop it in, right? Um, Escape from L.A., at the end of that movie, he you know, like, detonates, whatever, and, and, like, all the lights go out, you know, um, so he, t- he takes, uh, pretty much, uh, society back to the Stone Age, right, and so there was a script going around where it was going to be called Escape from the World, it was going to be John Carpenter, Kurt Russell's third Escape movie, um, I would just love to have Kurt Russell and John Carpenter do a, what, give him 50 million dollars, just see what they can come up with, make it cheesy fun, you know, I, I would love that, I think that'd be a blast, but, they want to make a fucking prequel movie to see how he escapes from wherever. It'd probably be a fucking Rambo movie. I don't even know. But which one? Okay, which one would you rather have? Escape from New York prequel directed by Lynn Wiseman. <laughs> okay, or you get um, John Carpenter Escape from New York, Escape from the World Escape from New York Part Three with John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. Now, I don't really want either. Um... I, I would just take the reboot. Would you take you know the what? reboot? I'd take the reboot and like improve on it because like the ideas are solid. They're just kind of like kind of poorly made. Movies. You get Lynn Wiseman though. Sure. Okay. Well, I'm fine with Lynn Wiseman. I've never seen it. Okay. I don't know anything. I know Kurt Russell has an eye patch. I'm talking Korean, are I? I, yeah, I'd rather watch <laughs> yeah. The Mummy 1999. Anyway, okay. Last bit of movie news is um, Ivan Reitman um, had a couple things to. To say about Ghostbusters, he recently shared that uh, his Ghostbusters movie would look like this. He goes, I think one thing that fans have clearly wanted, and so did I, is that some somehow we tie the worlds together. That the historical films, the ones that I originally directed, you know, back in the 80s, mixed with the film that Paul uh, Feige just did in that world. 
I think it was a little awkward that it wasn't connected, and we certainly heard a lot from everybody out there. So I would definitely want to connect to all of that. I could be okay with that. No shit? What do you think? Yeah, if no. they did somehow... Uh, <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> if they did some connector movie, with it has nothing to do with either of them, but then you connect them. Yeah. Like you do some sort of like... Guardians of the Galaxy-esque thing where you've got a whole other team of Ghostbusters and it turns out that, you know, you've got a multiverse of Ghostbusters and that's how you connect them together. That You don't actually have to have any members of the other teams but have callbacks to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I would think, do it. Like, I remember do, the, we... do the fucking sequel right where you do extreme Ghostbusters where you got the girl, you have the Hispanic guy, you have the black guy, you have the white guy that's in a wheelchair. Make and... the Power Rangers with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we were talking about Ghostbusters um, before the new one released. We did a kind of like, what do we want from this movie? Yeah. And uh, I liked the idea back then when we discussed, man, it'd be new, neat if they uh, had Egon training up a new team. Either that or I think we were also talking about this this female-led team. The old Ghostbusters, are, they're gone. They're, they don't do anything anymore. And they're, they have to start up their own thing because of a new threat. And that pulls the old Ghostbusters into it. But that ship is sailed. I mean, we had all these cameos from the Ghostbusters, and Bill Murray was a fucking, like, what, evil dickhead in mm-hmm. this, you know? So what if you even connect those two worlds, I don't even... If you make callbacks, you, it's still weird that you have, like, the Bill Murray cameo and stuff. I don't know. I yeah, think exactly, that is, but you, it's multiverse or whatever. These are different people, but, like, the same people. Does that make sense? Are we doing, like, alternate reality yeah, Ghostbusters? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That you've got... You know, an infinite number of Ghostbusters where there's always Ghostbusters, but they're always going to be different. Okay. Take it or leave it. I say leave it. Burn any remnants of the 2016 (laughs) version and pretend it never happened. (laughs) Preach it. I fucking agree with that. Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies. Try again. Okay, so connect it. Do what you got to do if that's what... That's what what he's saying. To take it or leave it. Do what you have to do. Take it or leave it. Do what you have to do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if, if that's what we have to do, sure, take it. That's not what we it. have to do, but that's what he's going to do. We don't know that. That's what he wants to do. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. He's going to just talk and talk and talk, but it's not like anybody's <laughs> going to actually give him any money to <laughs> no do it. No one's giving him no, exactly. money. Exactly. So he has, another, he has another suggestion, okay? Mm. So since you're not going, my take it Lay or leave it. Lay it on me, Brad. All right. Well, we've been doing a. So I don't want to get. I don't want to get put in a little box. <laughs> I want a tight little box. Oh, uh, what we've been doing a lot of this is the thing about the franchise rights for Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters that idea doesn't have to just take place in New York. It can happen all over the world. I think oh. it would be really cool to see Korean ghosts or Chinese ghosts. All those great t- traditions in the world Egyptian have all these ghosts. historical stories and all these tells of things that those people are afraid of. To have a sort of local group of Ghostbusters that tie with the head office in New York would be fun. I like that idea better as long as it's not connected to the 2017. Like maybe the headquarters was the 1980s Ghostbusters. And maybe we have a new one we just haven't seen yet. I mean, I rewrote Ghostbusters. Was it better than 2017? 2016? I mean, it's different. I mean, it's very like... hope it's fucking better pretty low budget and everything it's what i could do, it's what I could do if like i was gonna make rewind version of ghostbusters no not like that, that, was that like, but i mean like it makes there's no like proton packs and all that crap like it's just it's you're taking but, the fun out of ghostbusters nice. seth but it's different it's like back to the future without a delorean it's like rocky without gloves it's like well, star wars you can without, still a lightsaber. Fight without gloves <laughs> have you seen rocky five 
Yeah. <laughs> Leave it. Fighting Tommy Gun. Tommy Gun. Yeah. Shit. Alright, so what do you guys think of that though? Take it or leave it. Leave it. Leave it. I say leave it all. Let's just keep Ghostbusters back in the eighties. Let's stay pristine. Let yeah. let let Ghostbusters two and Vigo the Carpathian be the only besmirchment on the franchise. Ghostbusters, rest in peace. Alright, that's all the new movie news I have. Um, let's talk about trailer talk. Um, trailer talk, 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 talk. Ah. Boop, boop. Black Panther. What'd you guys think of the Black Panther trailer that released? Yeah, I love me some Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Um, like, there's a lot of cool, like, flair in this. Like, they've got it making it look a lot, I mean, very, like, African, but also very, like, modern. It's got this great, like, mix of, like, over overhyped technology and still sort of, like, rudimentary sort of shit that's there. Um, I love the music choices too. You got like this like African hip hop sort of like stuff playing in the background. Uh, movie looks pretty fucking gorgeous, and and Ryan Coogler is like he tells a good human story, and that's what that's what I want out of this Black Panther movie is a human story, and that's that's what I hope we're getting. Man, I tell you what, you know how everyone's um, really pumped about Wonder Woman. We got the female protagonist on screen. You ain't seen nothing yet, man. Black Panther when it releases in February. African American director. Man, Catwoman already had a black woman. They took care of Check both of out. that. <laughs> African American director. The DP is African American. Okay, mm-hmm. it's set in Wakanda, Africa, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, uh, the the entire cast is African American. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the person who wrote the screenplay is African American. So this is an African American production from beginning especially to Andy Circus. And <laughs> yeah, especially Andy Circus. But no, but um, all the technical. Screenwriting, director, the yeah. cast, um, everything. Good. You know. Yeah, that's that good. Good. But yeah, I'm saying, man, you think you've uh, like Wonder Woman? Man, when this comes out February, it's gonna be huge, huge. Did you realize all that is going into Black Panther? Yeah. Yeah. So what'd you think? I don't know. I need to see more. Yeah. I just like the world is changing. Well, no, duh. Like there's <laughs> like, and. Uh, I don't know. I want to know more, a little bit more of what it's about. I get that it's a teaser trailer, but I mean, they didn't give us hardly anything. Dude, I don't need much, man. Seeing know. Claw in that interrogation room, just I hope he doesn't cackling. die. Fucking just, cackling, no. and he's like, <laughs> "I can see you behind there." Dude, and that look, oh, that look that he gives is fucking brilliant. Um, uh, Black Panther, mm-hmm. he's like a motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker in there, man. No, I I love the opening in that interrogation room of just. With, with Gollum Fall. and Bilbo talking. Dude, yeah, seriously, that's, that's funny, yeah, yeah. Little that's riddles funny. in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, uh, that was that was fantastic, man. Just him cackling was so good. I hope, yeah, I hope he's not a one and done because he brings so much villainous, villainy to this role, you know? I just, I love it. Um, the uh, the technology, the, um, the uh, just the look of uh, Wakanda. Like, I wasn't expecting that either. Like, I knew it was, you know, like, advanced, but I wasn't expecting, like, you know, like a... I like the whole Eldorado thing about it. Jets and spaceships and shit. That, that was kind of cool. Uh, they were all like, yeah, Eldorado. We just said it was in South America. Yeah. You know, it's actually in the heart of Africa. Well, yeah, I mean, they're talking at the beginning, and he's like, he's like, what do you, what do you know about Wakanda? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just, you know, this backwards <laughs> sort of place. And he's like, nope, that's just what they want Yo, you to think. Yeah. Like, fucking great start to that. Like, that, that trailer is the third most watched trailer for the MCU. Really? That they've had, uh... Civil War had 100 million and Thor Ragnarok had 131, but this has almost 90 million views already. Wow. You know, I don't know what it is either. I don't know if you guys, I don't think you guys feel this way at all, but um, I don't know what it is about the trailers. Like, I'm never sold on the trailer right away, and then I, like, watch it a few times, and then I, 
it's like an opposite effect. I am in love with them. Like, Thor Ragnarok. I watched the first time. I'm like, you know, I'm sure it's going to be great. It's Taika Waititi, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, like, I don't know, it's like the third or fourth time. I'm like, just the energy, the music. Everything's clicking for me on, like, that third or fourth time. I'm like, man, this looks awesome. I'm excited. Black Panther, the first time I watched it was uh, during the finals. It was on, and it was just real quick. I wasn't even expecting it. I think I knew it was coming on, but still wasn't expecting it. I was like, oh, cool, that was quick. Hmm. And then I watched it like, you know, two or three times. I watched it like two or three times tonight mm-hmm. before you guys came over. I'm like, man, this is cool. Even the black culture, though, like they all have, there's that guy, I don't know who he is, if he's connected to comics, but he's like sitting on like a, a throne or something. It looks like it's someone in charge, and he has like that Got huge plate, in the mouth. plate, like that le- huge lip ring. Mm-hmm. Um, just what about Forrest Whitaker? Did you even see oh, him? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He's all makeuped up. I hope he's good. Yeah. No, I hope he's not Rogue One. You know, save the rebellion, save the dream. <laughs> but no, I'm very excited about this. I, like I said, I wasn't expecting the um, Wakanda to be so technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of threw me off when I, I guess they're going to put Iron Man to shame. That's what they're saying. No, yeah. it, it looks great though, man. And I think uh, this cast is going to be great. You know, you have uh, Jordan in here. You have. Um, um, I forget his name. Is it Chadwick? Yeah, Roseman. Michael B. Jordan. His haircut look cool. Yeah, dude, everybody <laughs> yeah. looks fresh in this man. This looks, is, this was awesome. There's a lot of women in this movie too, which is nice too. Like big, prominent, like strong women in this movie as well. So there's like three or four like pretty strong female characters. What do you guys think about this new color palette that Marvel's going with? Like everything's real bright. And everything's colorful. bright. Look at Guardians. You look at Thor. You look at uh, Black Panther. And even though they're set in different places. There's there's that color connection mm-hmm. that they're going with. You think that's going to be a big thing moving forward? Just you know, after Black Panther, everything's going to have a little bit of, of a color palette to it. I think so. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, I guess maybe those worlds are just calling for it. Makes sense with Guardians, and it, it made sure with Thor Ragnarok. Little, yeah, I wasn't expecting Ragnarok. it for Wakanda. Yeah, I mean, it was just like one but shot. But it's definitely a lot. It's a lot more muted than the other two movies. Yeah, so I think it's, it's more like, of culture it, too yeah. there. So I. I they're really embracing that, though. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I think February 16th is going to be a fucking awesome time. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so you had a trailer that you sent us today, Kyle, called Happy Death Day. Yeah. The fuck it's is like, this? Um, it is uh, Groundhog Day meets Scream. Yeah. This <laughs> is exactly how I would kind of define yeah. it. It's, uh, it's the newest Blumhouse movie that's coming out. Um, it's about this girl who wakes up and she gets murdered every fucking day by the same, like, mysterious person. Even though she knows, like, oh, I'm going to get killed if I go here. Somehow the killer knows how to redirect himself to still fucking kill her somehow. It looked really fucking interesting. What did you think of it? No, I, I liked it. Um, there was an interview I was supposed to do earlier this year. I didn't have time. It's from a guy who directed this short film called Night of the Slasher. So it kind of reminded me of that a little bit of, like, you know, uh, the night kind of repeating in the same room. And, and um, her goal is to try to defeat the slasher eventually. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how to do it yet. So it kind of reminded me of that. It was kind of fun. Uh, but if you guys get a chance to look up Night of the Slasher, that was pretty neat. Um, but, yeah, this was it was it was interesting. Um, if this is playing at the theater, I'll probably go check it out. And what I love, though, I don't know if you caught this, perfect time for a horror movie. Did you see when it's releasing? Friday the 13th. There you go. And I, I always get pissed when you bring out these horror movies and you don't bring them out on Halloween. It's like <laughs> September or, or April. I'm like, fucking release it on. Don't ever bring out a, a Jason movie or a Halloween movie and not release it on the week of Halloween. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. You know, so I, I thought that was cool. But yeah, I think it's a fresh idea. It seems, I, I like that the slasher and the Groundhog Day element kind of combined together. And Blumhouse is just nailing it right now. So, um, you know, 50-50 with Blumhouse for me probably, but when they nail it, you know, they're keeping horror alive, in my they, opinion. They make so. cheap movies that make money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you brought this trailer to my attention, so. 
You're not a big horror guy, though, are you, Seth? So, what you, what'd you think of it? I suppose I wrote the mask. Oh. I didn't like the mask. Yeah, the mask is cre- weird. <laughs> the mask is weird. Yeah, it reminds me of the friggin', what was that movie, with David Boreanaz? It's <laughs> like the stat, where he's the slasher or whatever. It was like right in the, gosh, no idea. It reminded me of that, where like, you know, it was like right in the heat of Buffy or whatever, and then like he makes this movie, Valentine or something like that. I don't remember. Or something like that, but he's got like a cherub mask or whatever, cherubim mask, and it's very similar to that, and it kind of reminded me of that. Sure this like, isn't porn? Yeah. I'm real sure it's not <laughs> porn, Brad. Jeez. Um, but he made... Uh, um, he made that, and that's what it kind of reminded me of the mask. Valentine. Yeah, Valentine. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Then I remember that coming out and being like, "Well, that movie was shit." <laughs> take it or leave it. Leave it. It's an interesting idea. I'll take it. I'll, I mean, uh, the Groundhog Day type movie is has been played out a lot, and it usually doesn't always result in the best sort of movies. But I, you know, putting it in the horror genre is a new kind of take to it. Yeah. So, I'll take it as well. All right, guys, that takes us to. One that I don't have too much to say about, but I knew you'd want to talk about it, Seth. And it's a trailer for First Kill, uh, starring um, Hayden Christensen and Bruce Willis. I'm just happy to see he's doing something. Yeah, can you look at the plot synopsis on this? It's, uh, it seems a little... It's very convoluted. Convoluted. Um, it's like some guy helps someone. He sees someone get shot, so he helps takes the guy back home to get him like all healed up and then mm-hmm. when the guy heals up he like kidnaps Kids his son. kid yeah. and then he's willing to do everything to get his kid do you think Hayden is up to no good in this movie though you think there's gonna be a twist I hope not Hayden being a bad guy Hayden Bruce Willis being a bad guy there's some one of them's gonna be a twist mm-hmm. Hayden killing more kids we don't need that <laughs> his own son even so I, I this here looks like a quick red box movie to me you know yeah. uh, if I had to take it or leave it I'll leave it. I'll but give him a shot. It's Bruce Willie. Yeah? yeah? You gotta take it? Why not? Okay. Sure. Take it means you're gonna watch it one day. Yeah, I'll watch it. Okay, you take it. What do you take? Yeah, take I it or leave it? no fucking interest in that movie, so yeah. no. I'll, I'll leave it, but I th- I, I, uh, I'm like you, Seth. I'm supporting Hayden. Like, I, I think he got the short end of the stick when it comes to the prequels, but I think it, it wasn't his fucking fault. No. And uh, I do think that he has a little bit of charm. I think he has some charisma, and um, I'm always rooting for him. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a lot of fans of Jumper out there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'll leave it. But uh, trailer for Nobody Speaks, or Nobody Speak. Um, it's the unfortunate case of Gawker versus Hulk Hogan back in uh, 2012. Uh, the former gossip blog published a post containing a snippet of a sex tape featuring the wrestler. So Nobody Speak, Trials of the Free Press, hits Netflix on June 23rd. What do you guys think? Started out fun, and it just like turns <laughs> out, it was just like, great, all right. I feel like I'm watching Michael Moore movie. <laughs> yeah, it starts out, you know, talking about Hulk Hogan and the whole Gawker trial, and then it kind of develops into this thing about some guys paying for Hogan, the 1%. Hogan's legal team, and yeah. it's because Gawker wrote an article about him being gay, you know, decade before that. So it's his retribution, and then turns into like, oh, all the billionaires are trying to control, you know, publicity and shut out. You I think know, this looks really knows. good, though. I'm really it, excited it looks for interesting this. to me. I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a hot topic right now. Yeah. I mean, so it's very timely. And right around the corner, 23rd, this comes out. So yeah. take it or leave it. Take it. I'll give it a shot. Sure, I'm taking it too. I think it looks awesome. So I check out the documentaries. Kind of kick ass most. Yeah. Of the time. So check out Nobody Speak Trials of the Free Press. Um, last one that I wanted to say. It's not really a trailer. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch. it. I wanted to watch it before you guys came out today. It's a 20 minute short film. Um, 
Remember a couple weeks ago we talked about Neil Blomkamp and oh, his, his, his uh, studio, yeah. People. So he's his uh, first twenty. It's twenty two minutes long. It's a short. It's called Raka. It's the uh, first short from uh, Blomkamp's Oat Studios. It tells a story of humanity's struggle against technological lizard people who are out to destroy the entire human race. And I actually think it stars um, Sigourney Weaver, Weaver too. Yeah. So, but yeah, you can find this right now um, online. I think YouTube. 22 minutes long, you can watch the first one. So I really wanted to watch this before you guys came over today, but I think it's going to probably be worth talking about for a couple minutes, so I figured we'd wait until maybe all three of us could watch it and then and chime in on it. But yeah, sure. so if you guys are interested in the new, and it's getting some pretty good reviews. They say it looks cheap, but it is cheap. You know, yeah, it's, it's, a, the point of it's it. the point of it. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's the point of it. But um, hearing some pretty good things about it. So let's uh, go around. We're a little bit late tonight. Um, so let's just go around rapid fire. What have you been watching tonight? Uh, Orange is the New Black season five. Pouring through it, um, it's a big upswing for me. Like it was starting to go downhill. Four season came back a little bit towards the end. Season five's killing it. Uh, Better Call Better Call Saul. I watched. Uh, oh yeah, so fucking good. amazing. And we got one episode left, and I have sad. no idea where the fuck it's fucking going. Sad. Just for this season though, we get more. We get more seasons. Um, uh, Pantheon nomination right now is Singing in the Rain. Uh, I'd never watched it before. I've watched it once. I'm going to watch it again. I think I know where I'm voting already, but I, I want to solidify where my head's at before I, I write everything down. And then uh, Gay Pride movies. Uh, watched Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I've watched Moonlight. I've watched Milk. I've watched... Uh, what else we got on the docket? Um, oh, man. Uh, I haven't watched Carol. Carol. I haven't watched Gods and Monsters. What's the other one that we have? Oh, man. Tangerine. Tangerine. And I've watched Tangerine. You haven't, you've never seen Tangerine? I had not. That uh, made your top ten list, didn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no. Very fascinating movie. We will, we will get to talk in depth next week about that for Gay Pride Month. And then uh, wrestling. we got Money in the Bank this, this weekend. Who you got winning the... Corbin. I don't want it, but Corbin. Yeah. He needs I, it. I think Sami Zayn would get the biggest pop ever if he yeah. fucking won and held uh, it for like you know nine ten months and then be awesome. on Kevin Owens. Yeah. yeah, that's how it should happen. But that won't happen. It'll go Corbin. He's gonna win the girls. Carmella. So check this out. What if Charlotte wins and then she cashes it on the Miz because it says you get a championship. <laughs> now she then feuds with the Miz. He's on Raw now. No, but th- doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. She can get a cash in, so then you have a woman going up against him. She's basically China now, and she holds the IC title. I would like that. How never, legit would they that will be? never fucking do that. No, but that how cool great. would that be? That would be awesome. It would like be it. amazing having, because uh, he could do it, and she could do it. Like, right. she would destroy him, mm-hmm. and it would look great. Could you imagine the yes chance while he's kicking her in the <laughs> chest? Like, I mean, oh, it would be perfect. That's what I want. But whatever, I'm not going to get it. I know I won't, but whatever. No, nah, I, th- I think Carmella wins it. She needs it the most. Yeah. As a, as a, as no. something to prop. Not Becky up. Lynch. No, uh, Becky doesn't need the the a briefcase to get over. Neither does Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. What you been watching, Seth? Uh, finished uh, Clone Wars. Oh, did you all yeah. the sixty? Yeah. Uh, yeah, all sixty of them. So, uh, and um, that's basically it. Oh, watch. We got time for sixty oh, yeah. fucking episodes. Yeah, of Clone I was saying that I watched uh, Road to El Dorado last night. Is that the animated? Yeah. Okay, was that good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me, uh, it was okay. I don't know. I'd never seen it before. What, what uh, inspired that viewing? Uh, my wife. Yeah? Yeah. She just... Uh, my wife. My wife. Um, yeah. I was, We're just eating dinner. She's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, what do you want to do? She's like, I want to watch Rodale Dorado. Kind of. I mean, that's kind of... That how, went down? I mean, well, we were watching them. 
<laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, we were watching. It's I- my fucking Samuel Jackson. Oh, we were watching <laughs> Iron Giant, and then I was like, hey, you know, we let's never- shut this bullshit off and watch Road to El Dorado. <laughs> 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 that like, that's funny. That would crack me up if you said that. Anyway, I was like, hey, you know, I never finished Road to El Dorado. We should, we should watch that. So we just ended up watching it all yeah. again and everything. Cause it's been a while. Did they get the gold? Have you not seen it? No. Oh no, they don't. Fuck. What else you been watching? Is that it? But they get friendship, oh, and that's nice. more important than any gold. That's worth its weight in gold, Brad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's uh, wrestling, and that's it. Is that it? That that, that is it. Because you made me go see the mummy. <laughs> so. What'd you think? <laughs> Listen to the beginning you. of this episode. <laughs> all right, guys. I've been watching. I've been glued to the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. So that's all I've been doing. A little bummed. I, predict, you think, I predicted it going three one, and then. The, and then the did you think that this is the the worst? Um, NBA Finals in the history of NBA Finals. That's what that one guy was talking about. Right I don't now. know, but I got I got a lot of opinions on that. I'll be I'll be real quick. But, Ooh, um, one last know. thing though, should we talk about Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather? Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah, like, what what is going on? It's and set. Moro's calling it. They are fucking fighting. Is it a boxing match? Is that what it's, they're doing? I haven't read the rules yet. I believe it's boxing, and Conor's cutting weight to get to. Mayweather's level. So. See, I'm really interested in the uh, Dana White deal, though, because Dana White owns all contracts through uh, Conor McGregor. But so. I think it's being on. Uh, but I think it's being shown on a boxing network or Showtime yeah, boxing. But see, but Conor McGregor cannot fight anywhere without the blessing of Dana White. So well, Dana White's big on it. He was the, like Floyd Mayweather dropped the news, uh, and then Dana White backed it up yeah, immediately, yeah. and he he even said like the deal we all thought was going to be impossible to get done is done. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. So. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that happens after this fight that Dana White's concerned about. I, mean, I just mm-hmm. listened to a, a cast today uh, with Dana. Right now, I think Floyd is worth like $350 million, right? He's the it's athlete it's, in the it's world. fucking huge. Um, his biggest fight, Conor McGregor, okay, is uh, like 30. His, 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 I think right now he's worth $34 million. His fights are like $10 million, $5 million. Um, that's what UFC Jump that, well, that's what UFC pays for. But yeah. now, say he jumps in this fight here, right, and he makes hella bank. Right now, he's the face of the UFC. They don't want to say he is because Ronda Rousey was the face of the UFC. Now she's fought. He, he pretty much is, but they haven't really given him that that promotion. You know that 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 where he's on all the posters and everything. Yeah, he's getting promoted pretty well, but not like a Ronda Rousey. When he comes back from this fight, say he wins, okay, he gets that big change. How much are you gonna pay him for the next UFC fight? Well, I mean, you can guarantee that your pay per view buys are gonna go up a fuckload if he they wins. They will, but man, that's paying him. Look at we'll we'll talk about this in the next podcast. But I think his the fight was like man, he's gonna be banking somewhere between seventy five and eighties. Last time I heard, I could be completely yeah. wrong about that now. But his his think, fights at UFC is only twenty. Who do you think wins? I don't know. I, I still it, I don't know all the it, rules yet. I, I think it's I think it's gonna be Mayweather. I think it's I think it's gonna be more boxing than anything, and it's it's probably gonna be Mayweather. Just and I I, I want to see Mayweather get his fucking ass just handed to him though, because I fucking hate that guy so much. But but you like Conor McGregor? Yeah, I like McGregor. He's he's a character. He's yeah, yeah, Conor yeah. McGregor is playing up a heel persona. You yeah. understand? Like he's a big wrestling fan. Like he's clearly playing up what everything is. Like. Floyd Mayweather is just an illiterate, dumb fucking idiot, and who who just thinks the world of himself. And I fucking hate him. So I don't know much. But about he's him. never lost, has he? No, he's he a- has a perfect record. I think uh, 
May uh, the uh, what's his name Conor McGregor. I think he's lost like two or three times. Yeah, he? three. I think three. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I like Conor McGregor. But he uh, he tw- he posted something today where um, Mayweather was you know boxing training, and uh, he said, "Man, I wish I hope that when I'm his age, I can." you know, be in the gym like he is, you know, doing what he's doing, respect. <laughs> so he's trying to get under the skin, but yeah. I know there's there's a lot of... Sorry, Mayweather can't read it. <laughs> there, yeah, there's, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff I can't wait to, to learn more about So and, and iron it all out, but uh, it's going to be interesting. It's the first time anything like this has really been done on this level, isn't it? Yeah. Mayweather and McGregor, I mean, so that's a well, that's I mean, a UFC, thing. yeah, I was gonna say UFC versus boxing, boxing. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of huge. Yeah, I mean, the last like is McGregor gonna wear gloves? Like I was gonna say that, like, how is this working? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. the last thing I can remember is like the 70s is Muhammad Ali versus Antonio Inoki, like a wrestling and boxing match, like coming together, like the biggest wrestler in the world in Japan and the biggest boxer yeah. in the world, like having this kind of shoot match, and it, it sucked, but yeah. <laughs> everyone hated it. But this is, I mean, this is supposed to be real, so. So back, yeah. What the fuck's happening, yeah. Back to NBA Finals, Sorry. though, man. No, you're fine. That's a, that was a good sideline. Yeah, it's a good sideline, yeah. Um, I'm very anxious for that fight. I can't wait to go to B-Dubs or wherever and, and, and watch that fight. So it's going to be gonna, You're going to have to get there the next the day before. It's like the <laughs> Ronda Rousey fight. I was there hours before. Did you go to that one? I was with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we she went to that one. She ass rock. Yeah, she I did. said that was happening. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm very curious how this is going to go down. But, uh, NBA Finals, man, it was like a script right out of Hollywood, man. Like Because uh, last year, Durant left. OKC, and he went to to Golden State, and then this year you have um, uh, what's his name Westbrook becoming the MVP, okay, of basketball. But then you have Kevin Durant becoming the MVP of the NBA Finals. So you just you can't even write that, you know, just these two mega stars on separate teams, but they both get you know, these major accolades, you know. But um, no, I, I I told April when we were watching the finals, I was like, man, LeBron, he created this shit, man. He fucking created this storm that we're in of mm-hmm. these teams trying to, you know, build their dynasties to take on, you know, these these cal- top caliber teams. I don't think Durant would have ever left OKC for Golden State if it wasn't for LeBron leaving Miami to go to Cavs. Like, he started that trend. And now... And Golden State wouldn't have paid him. No, exactly. Yeah. So, I, it's very interesting to me. But, you know, a lot of people always said that, okay, now he's, he's going to uh, Golden State He's just going to ride their tail. They're a 73 team, you know. He's going to go to them, and he's just going to ride their skirt tail and win a championship. It's not how it went down, man. No, like he's, he won them. That he won time. that fucking championship, man. He was the MVP, uh, Finals MVP. The guy was amazing. He was excellent. There's LeBron. I don't know. He might not be the king of basketball anymore, man. So LeBron was bad. Look at LeBron's no, LeBron stat line. If you look good. at LeBron's stat line, you'd be like, oh, there's no way the Cavaliers didn't win that series. Yeah. No, LeBron <laughs> was oh, great. No, but Kyrie was great, too. Yeah. Kyrie and LeBron were both bringing their A game, and they still lost 4-1. to one. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are they going to do next year? You know, this team is healthy. This team is out for blood. And I see them... You know, going to the finals if not winning it the next two or three years, and I'm a huge Pacer fan. Uh, but man, if I'm if my Pacers lose, I'm going Golden State, man. I love seeing Durant and Steph Curry do their fucking thing. So, um, what, what what do you think about the news that uh, Cavs are trying to court Paul George? Fuck, there's all kinds of, of yeah. Whatever. They're looking like they're they're gonna push hard to sign him. There's a couple rumors going around, man. There's another huge rumor going around that the Lakers um, are going to get the number two pick going for Ball, you know, and they're not impressed with so Ball, but you know where Paul George wants to go. He wants mm-hmm. to go the Lakers really bad. So there's a even conversation about giving us a number two and somebody else and shipping Paul George over there. And Paul George doesn't sound like he wants to be a Pacer anymore. So, but I say this: 
with Paul George or without Paul George, we are far fucking away from a championship. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, just get me into the playoffs so I can at least have a one round so I can go to the, the stadium and just watch the game and I'm happy. So, you know, I don't think Paul George is going to win. I think Paul George is a little overrated, but um, if he goes to Cavs, uh, Carmelo Anthony wants to go to Cavs too. So some exciting stuff. And draft Everyone's going to be on, this is going to be two teams in the Yeah, well look at Chris <laughs> Paul. Chris Paul's thing about signing with Spurs. Woo! Jeez. So anyway, that's what I've been watching, NBA Finals. Um, kind of bummed out now. I wanted to go one or two more games just so I could watch some basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just sucks that it's over, but uh, I'm glad that Durant you know, won a championship and he led them. Um, I also watched It Comes at Night. Took yeah. April to the theater. Um, packed house. Yeah, packed house. Two of us. They were doing DDP yoga in the front row, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, keep it really brief. Um, liked it, didn't love it. Um, tight little horror film. Actually, and if you go, did you guys watch Witch? Either one of you guys. Yeah. Do you like Witch? Yeah. If you like Witch, you'll probably love this. That's okay? what I've heard. Yeah, so it has that same tone. Um, don't go in expecting a horror film. Nope. It's a, you know, it's a... Um, Weird and it's an infection movie. It's mm-hmm. an infection movie. I don't think it does anything to the infection genre. Doesn't surpass it. Is it's it like there. Cabin Fever? Nothing like that. It's um, it's it's Cabin Fever independent version of okay. Cabin Fever. So if that makes sense, um, not a whole lot goes on. Um, I don't think it uh, tells a too compelling a story. But Joel Edgerton is fucking awesome. I love Joel Edgerton. Um, he was great. So it comes at night. If that's your thing, you want a tight little horror film, um, go check it out. Um, watched uh, Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, I won't stay on that because I could talk about it for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, wait, I was going to wait till next week and watch the season finale and just do two hours of Better Call Saul, and I couldn't do it. It's hard. I, it's hard, it was hard. So I finished it. it, and I cannot wait for uh, the uh, the last episode. But, man, then i got to wait another year, nine months, whatever it is, for Better Call the next season for that. But it's great. Um, and that just triggered a thought real quick. Um, Steven Spielberg, I forget what his next, next movie is, but he just cast Bob Odenkirk. So kind of cool. Nice. What for his? It's all. It's also a Tom Hanks movie. So Bob Odenkirk will be doing something in the background, probably a supporting cast. So it's not going to be yeah. a Bob Odenkirk movie, but it's just going to be cool to oh, see. You don't think Tom Hanks is going to take a backseat? Yeah, in right. A Spielberg movie. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is like his second to third movie out, or third movie out, because he's Spielberg's actually you know killing it right now in the uh, you know in the director's chair. Hopefully, hopefully they're good. Hopefully they're good. I haven't seen a, a fantastic Steven Spielberg movie in a decade. I don't think, but I'm excited for Ready Player One. Yeah, so am I. Um, and then there's the the end at the end of this year, the uh, kidnapping of El Guillermo Toro, something like that. I hope I pronounced that right. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> the kidnapping of Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he didn't do a fucking Hellboy three. Yeah. That's funny. Um, and then yeah, Singing in the Rain. I watched Singing in the Rain. Um, my uh, I'll go ahead and spill my beans on that real quick. I loved it. That was fucking amazing. And I was not expecting it to be. It's the, it's the movie that I've never been more wrong about a movie. I believe you used the life. words you thought it was going to be a precious little movie. Yeah, and I'm not too much on some of the precious stuff, like where it's, you know. I don't, have you ever watched Gone with the Wind? Yeah. Do you like Gone with the Wind? Yeah. See, I, I, I might have the wrong opinion on Gone with the Wind as well, but. I think there's a false preciousness, preciousness to it. Is there? Where it's supposed to, like. Give off an air of preciousness, but like deep down, it's it's not fucking like yeah, it's soulless, it's fucking just awful grittiness. No, so singing with the singing in the rain was beautiful. I loved every minute of it. I know now why Gene Kelly is a a you know, respected showman. He was, I can't get his smile out of my head. Um, the songs were uh, were great. The cinematography, the and it's a movie about making movies, which I had no idea. You know, so you got the silent films going into the talkies and what that does to a silent star, you know, who has a shitty voice too. You know, someone who's on top of their game and an A-lister and now, you know, with a sh- 
with a uh, with Jennifer Tilly. Did you think that she sounded like Jennifer Tilly? Yeah, you haven't watched it recently, have you? Mm, the no. supporting actress sounds mm. just like Jennifer Tilly. I had to go look sure. to make sure that there was no relation uh, mm-hmm. between Jennifer Tilly and this lady. But imagine having that voice and everyone respects you in silent movies, but then that voice can become grating, and then all of a sudden, you know, that's your that's what you do now. You make talkies. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, so, but it goes into stunt work. It goes into voice acting. Goes into you know awesome musical numbers. So fantastic. I love singing in the rain. I now know why it's it's so um, loved you know and, and admired. So and then the last thing is I haven't watched it yet, but I'm looking forward on Friday night. My daughter and I have a Lego thing where um, ever since uh, the Lego movie came out, we do like um, I build a tent in the bedroom or something, and we'll go get some Mo's or you know some food, and we'll watch Lego movie and. And, uh, you know, whatnot. But uh, Batman Lego just came out. And we watched that twice in the movie theater. So I can't wait to just... Uh, Friday night, we have plans tomorrow. Wiped everything off my schedule. And we're just going to sit down, probably go get some Moe's or something, and we're just going to geek out on some Batman Lego. Have nice. you guys watched that? Have you watched that yet, Seth? No. Oh. Uh, Mark and I are supposed to watch this weekend. Cool, dude. I can't yeah. wait for you to tell me what you thought of that. Did mm-hmm. you like it? Yeah. It's a movie that's grown on me, too. It's probably my favorite movie of the year so far. I, every yeah. time I watch it, yeah, every time I watch it, it gets better. And better and better, and I love that third act. I won't spoil anything here. That third act, though, where the, the Phantom Zone, mm-hmm. I think that was brilliant for for the movie. But and that's again, it comes back to to close it all up tonight. I think what you need for a cinematic universe is a fucking leader, a producer, and that's what Lego has, man. They have, I think, his name's Dan Ling, Dan Lin, something like that. But uh, he's in charge of. You know, Lego Movie, and then Batman, and then Ninjago, and then next year he's got a whole other lineup of of different types of movies that he wants to do, you know? And he pays respect to Kevin Feige, because someone called him the Kevin Feige of the Lego Movie universe. And he goes, that's... I like that. That's nice. That's nice of you to say. So, uh, but everybody needs that, that universe, guys. All those so. movies so full of heart, heroism, man. Yeah, and that works for Lego Movie. And that <laughs> works for Lego. And that's what I want from a Lego Movie. And they're geeky. Love mm-hmm. them. Love them. So, um, where can they find you, Kyle? Kyle? <laughs> just type Kyle into Google you'll find me yeah type it into Pornhub yeah and cover your eyes I'm Seth um, <laughs> at Laird Geek on Twitter L-A-I-R-D G-E-K all one word um, you can find me on the Facebook page I'm constantly posting random crap that I find so yeah check out that new DuckTales trailer ooh I can't wait DuckTales duck- woo so good Darkwing Duck we need that back and Tailspin Tailspin all right, guys. Darkwing Duck could be the same world. Ooh, that'd be cool. It was in the old. Was it Launchpad? He was in both shows. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It's yeah, been yeah. years since I've watched that gotcha. stuff, man. Um, I do have one more article from Arlon Robotics. You guys want to go over that? No, goddamn it! <laughs> Until next time, my good people. You can find us on adventuresofvideolang.com or on the Facebook page. So until next time, peace out. Tomorrow, same bat time.